This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Adams Morning Show is back. Man, is this gonna rock or what? Good morning and welcome to Friday, everybody. The weekend will be here in just a few short hours. Good morning and thank you for joining us today. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show for your Friday morning. And uh, we must have gotten some rain last night. I wasn't awake for it, but there were big puddles in my neighborhood. Ah, uh, yes, the scientific the rain puddle. detector. That's right. I don't have a rain gauge, but I do have a pothole in my cul-de-sac. And let me tell you, that that pothole, and it's a big pothole. I've seen koi ponds that are smaller than this pothole in my... You know the one I'm talking about, right? I do. I've swam in there. It was pretty full. That's where my kids learned to swim, was in the pothole in our cul-de-sac that the city won't fix and also won't allow us to fix on our own dime. Have I ever told you that story? Yes, you have many times. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to hear it again? Sure. There's this pothole Uh in our cul-de-sac, and it's just me and the neighbors back there. And this thing has been at the house ever since I bought the place in 2006. 2005. And we, uh, the other homeowner, you know, my neighbor, mm-hmm. we he set up for the city to come out and patch it up. So the crew was out there, and they had already started putting asphalt in the pothole. And then somebody else came out and told him, nope, this is a private road. You're not allowed to have the city fix oh your God. pothole. <laughs> so they, they just did it for a a few minutes. They didn't get halfway done. They uh-huh. didn't get a quarter of the way done. So we're like, we put our heads together later, and it's like, all right, listen, let's just you go a couple thousand, I'll go a couple thousand. We'll we'll hire somebody to fill it in. So we do that. They get started before they can finish. Somebody from the city's come out to tell them this is a city street. You're not allowed to do any kind of uh, pothole repair on. It. <laughs> 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 Your tax dollars at work or not at work. Good morning, Joanna Barba. Hey, good morning. Joanna, why don't you fill us in on what's coming up on entertainment news later this morning? Well, today is the day that Disney Plus is getting some R-rated movies. Yeah, I know. You're going to see some some partial nudity or something? Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. Logan. I think Logan has that boobs scene. Bring on the side Deadpool 2 and Deadpool will be joining Disney Plus today. Although Ryan Reynolds argues that other movies that are already on Disney Plus should be rated R. Like Old Yeller and Bambi because they cause irreversible trauma. Trauma, right. 
right? What was the boob scene in Logan? You know how he's a limo driver at the beginning? Mm-hmm. And he has, like, in a El Paso. Party. Yeah, yeah in, El Paso. in El Paso, right. It's <gasps> an article. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know how he's driving a limo, and he, I guess he has, like, a bachelorette party behind One him. One of them, and like, oh, they flash or something? Yeah. God, I don't even remember that. That was a good Boobs movie, though. On, Logan, on Disney Plus. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. I did but love Logan it. Logan was really, uh-huh. really a good way to cap that character off with Hugh Jackman, I thought. But <laughs> Speaking uh, of movies, Nico, do you want to know what Buzz pulled yesterday? Sure. We're getting movies. We're going to go see Nope. Right, Buzz? That's what I had heard right. on last uh, Get ready, discussion. Everybody, Joanna's going to start complaining about the movie that I'm going to pay for for everybody. I'm not complaining. Well, I'm just saying you let's see if did you'll, this on purpose. Let's see if you'll actually pay for it. I mean, you've been saying you'll pay for it for a long I time. Will. Nico, yesterday I was like, look, we'll get the tickets online. You can be here through the whole process. Give me your card. He gives me his card. And when it comes time to put that security code... It's faded completely in the back of his car. You know the three numbers on the back yeah, of your, your card? Yeah, your CBC number. And They're not etched in. And no. this dude says he doesn't remember what they are. Dude, how are you going to ever use your card? <sighs> Sometimes if you hold it just exactly in the right angle, in the light, you can kind of see what the number is. Well, no, what I'm saying do. is that there's a lot of things that require that number. A lot of times you have to put that number in to things, so... What are you going to do when you need to do that? In the past, I have eventually made a couple of guesses and gotten it right. But like I say, it it's undetectable unless you hold it at exactly. So why didn't you make a couple of guesses yesterday? Well, it's a good thing that I didn't buy the tickets. And this is why I wish we could all agree to go back to the days where you just show up at the theater and you wait in line to buy tickets if it's a really popular Okay, Grandpa. (laughs) Because... The plan yesterday when we were trying to buy the tickets was... The plan. We were going to meet We were going to pick up my we're nephew, Gabriel. We are going to talk about it. And we were going to go to a theater on on the east side, right? And I would yeah. pay with money. And I'm going to go up and give the cashier the money. <laughs> well, since then, my nephew says, I can't make it today. So, I don't... I would have had an extra ticket. Also, we don't have to go all the way over to the east side. We can go to one of the theaters <laughs> uh-huh. on the west side. It's just a lot better when you had to go buy your ticket. It's not. So you would show up at the oh theater, God. buy your ticket. Dude, just buy the damn tickets. And I was like, well, I can't. I can't read purpose. my security code. So, wait, you just said, oh, if I do it enough times, I guess, you then you can. Guessed. Yeah, I think I finally figured it out, but I did have to get... This magnifying glass involved right here. You see this magnifying glass? Yes, it's your 18th had, century Sherlock Holmes. I had to get it involved in order to It's make so it old, out. it's not even circular. It's square. I had Lisa on speakerphone the whole time, and I was like, Lisa, he did this on purpose. The only thing more faded than the code on the back of my credit card mm-hmm. was are, Lisa. are some of oh. the... Uh, <laughs> lane directions that they have on roads in El Paso where you can't tell. At one point, there was an arrow, but you can't tell if it's forward and left or just forward (laughs) or just left because it's so faded out. That's the only thing more faded than the the code on the back of my credit card. just buy the tickets. And I was like, you did this on purpose because you don't trust computers. Joanna. I don't trust computers. I would... And I also... It has happened... 
once, at least once, maybe twice, where I bought a ticket for Nico, and then he just... I did he ask him, like, are thing. you, are we taking no. Nico? I bought Nico a ticket before, and he's just like, oh, buddy, I'm not going to make it. He didn't show up. And you can return those. No. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. What, wait, you're saying there's it's non-refundable? Non-refundable, yeah. All movie tickets are non-refundable. They say non-refundable on them. Oh. I thought all movie tickets no. you can get re- refunds to. You're not denying that this happened, though, right? Well, there's one like time the where I where, had already started, and I'm, I'm, I think I texted. him. Oh, like, nice deflection, nice way of making this like where you have let down Joanna so many times, where you have to be like, well, Nico did something that made me not want to do this ever again. But yeah, nice I, deflection, saying, bro. Look, you've made promises to jo- these girls for the past month, more than months, where you yeah. say, yeah, I'm going to get you guys movie tickets. Oh, but I have to be okay, there in right. person let's, to buy them. Let's, let's be fair, though. It's not like I'm just bringing, hey, do you guys want to go to a movie? It's, they're pestering me, and finally I give in and say, all right, We're okay. We're pestering. Yeah, but you're kind of making it more of a pestering you situation. Mean, you genuinely seemed excited. If you don't want to go to the movies with us, just tell you us. You asked her. You asked Joanna to go nope. Well, no. Right, well, we're going to go. We don't have to go then. Oh, okay. No, I want to go. No, it's fine. I want to go with you. It's fine. You were like, oh, I'm going to go see Nope. You, you want to go see it? Sure. Well, I don't want to actually use the internet to pay for them. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I get a break here in the show, and as soon as you're Alamo ridiculous. Draft House, you I'm are gonna, ridiculous. I'm going to drive up there real quick. No, we're going to we're going to do it online. We're going to oh, actually God. we're going to no, figure it out online. He doesn't know his. No, he does. He just said he had to figure that out. We're going to do. I'm, we I, we have to prove to Buzz Joanna that there is a better way. Oh, my God. That there is there a, is no better way. There is the future. It's a four minute drive no, no, from here. Better way. <laughs> we could we could buy them right now. It's a They're zero not even minute open. Drive if you just yeah. buy them now. Zero minutes. Four, it's four minute zero drive. Zero minute drive. Nico uh, is going to handle news chores <laughs> for us today. So Nico, what do we have coming up in our news headlines? It finally happened. Tragedy. As Charles Barkley says, he may be joining the Live Golf Tour as their commentator. <laughs> It's funny because Charles Barkley is not a golfer. Well, and also notoriously a bad golfer. Yeah. When he does play, he's got this hitch in his swing, unlike, and I've seen bad golfers. But he I, loves, he's a golf commentator. Oh, <laughs> uh, that swing was terrible. That looked as bad as my swing. See, I'm going to throw a chicken wing at your fat ass. I'm going to throw a chicken wing at your fat ass. Has he yeah. said that before? And that's what he says to Shaq. <laughs> Uh, um, apparently, though, the Live Tour has already poached two commentators, uh, actual play-by-play guys, uh, not just color commentators. I, I don't know their names, though. Uh, from NBC? Uh, Brandel Chambly? No. Okay. Nick Faldo? Yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nick Faldo's one of them? Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Sir Nick Faldo's a big deal for, for sure. Sir Nick he is. He's a knight. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the the deal isn't done yet, but Greg Norman was spotted at dinner with Charles Barkley, and uh, so that must mean. Well, yeah. Why else would you? Did they make an announcement, or maybe they were just it's, hanging out? It's not official. No, definitely okay. not official. So there's no word on salary or how much it would take. His contract with TNT though uh, is for thirty million dollars, and it uh, runs all the way to the end of the year. Barclays. Barclays. Okay. I've never seen Barkley do commentary on golf. You know what? I think he's just a general TNT 
sports commentator. Uh, so for what sports do they ever show on TNT? Uh, NBA. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So NBA on TNT. That's a thing. Um, partly cloudy today, the forecast. 102 for the high temperature. And after getting some rain, at least on the west side, let me know if anybody got any rain uh, elsewhere in town. But you know, I don't think I got, got rain. A, we got a 15 to 20% chance of rain this afternoon and evening. You don't think it rained anywhere? No, well, I live on the west side. I didn't get any. Uh, it might have been It might have been isolated. Mm-hmm. You know when they say like a 15% chance of rain... They're not saying, well, there's an 85% chance that we're not going to get any rain. Really? What they mean is we're going to get rain in in 15% of the coverage area. And I know that sounds insane and counterintuitive, but this has been confirmed for me by Chuck DeBroder. Oh, that, that Joanna, do you remember when we found out about yeah, that? Yeah, we were all shook. Yeah, so whenever you hear, oh, there's going to be an 80% chance of rain, it's not like, oh, there's a 20% chance it's going to be rain. sunshine. Yeah. No, it means it's going to rain on 80% of the area. So every time they say there's a percentage, they're sure it's going to rain. I, I guess, yeah, that's uh, the way it was explained to it's me. It's a 100% chance it's going to rain in 5% of that area. Yeah. <laughs> Um, tomorrow, mostly sunny, 100 for the high temperature. It looks like highs are going to be right around 100 uh, for Sunday and into next week as well. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and get to our late night roundup. Joanna Barba has entertainment news on the way. And Nico is going to host for the first time ever the Urban Dictionary game. Yeah. All right. So we've got Urban Dictionary game coming up in just a moment. It's grand opening of the newest Jiffy Lube location at 1389 George Dieter and KLAQ is going to be there starting at 11 o'clock and we're going to have giveaways of the special vinyl edition of Metallica's Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Come check out their state-of-the-art facility at the new Jiffy Lube, 1389 George Dieter. This weekend, the first 40 customers on both Friday and Saturday to purchase a Jiffy Signature Service Oil Change receives a $50 Shell gas card. And uh, from 11 to 1, KLEQ is going to be there tomorrow. And we'll have those uh, Metallica vinyl copies of Hardwired to Self-Destruct together. Let's see what else is happening. And then we're going to get to, as I mentioned, the Urban Dictionary game in just a couple of moments. One movie out in theaters today in wide release. Nope. The third horror thriller written and directed by Jordan Peele. He really knocked it out of the park with Get Out. Us is... It was interesting. I'll say that. I'm not sure that I really got Us. you got to watch it like three times. Is it one of those that yeah, starts to... Yeah, because at the, the third piece? one, I was like, I get it. And you know what? Good for her. I also What's like the, the deal title. With the rabbits? Like all the... In Us, they're all underground. Like there's there's a copy of every one of us living in the sewers yeah, or underground. Yeah, called the tethered. And they what? and they eat rabbits or are they eating the rabbits? They're not what eating the, the rabbits. They're not it's like eating. a representation. Okay, well it's it's huh. trippy. So the new one from Jordan Peele's coming out. All today. the titles sound like 
innocuous words without context to them. Get out. <laughs> Us. Nope. Nope. Also, Joanna, I, I was able to read the security code on the back of the card, so... Shut up. Oh, good. We are doing well, this. When you go to the movies next time, you'll know your security code, I guess. What if I buy the tickets for you guys right now? Yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Don't, don't be like, like that. Bus doesn't want to go, so He it's does. Fine. He does. I do. No, it's fine. <laughs> Are you're doing the story about the uh, the actress from Elvis, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll leave that one to you. Uh, George Clooney, you two, Amy Grant, Gladys Knight, and composer Tanya Leone will receive Kennedy Center honors this year. Oh, nice. I haven't heard anything from Amy Grant in a long time. She was like a like an '80s Christian singer. I think she married country singer Vince Gill, but she was super super hot. For like, hmm. I mean, her career was, was super hot, super yeah. hot. Like was she like, not hot? She was, yeah. But I didn't want to make it all about her. I didn't want to make it all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, George Clooney, U two, Gladys Knight, there. I never heard of the composer lady, but I'm sure she's great. <laughs> also, Amber Heard officially filed an appeal to the verdict in the defamation trial against oh Johnny God, Depp. Oh, my girl. Let it end. Let it right. die. You know, do you remember a, a week or so ago, her lawyers were trying to appeal because they said one of the jurors was not the same person who was called for jury duty that it was a different person yes and the judge shot that down so if that wasn't true that seems like a pretty desperate measure no and also the judge said it's you you signed on to it once we had all of them seated you were like yep we're good to go with all these people but was there any truth that somebody else there was no there was a man who had the same name as his father who lived at the same residence as his father but it was not for his father. It was for him, and he's the one that showed up. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, I mean, that sure seems like a Hail Mary, right? Absolutely. Uh, considering that they had agreed to him already. They had already agreed to him and said, like, he's fine. He's perfect. You know, I uh, when somebody was tracking, whose jet was it they were tracking? Elon, Elon Musk. Smells like a fog. Yep. Uh, and I thought, well, that's pretty... That's pretty invasive. Somebody was tracking all of Elon Musk's private private flights on his private jets. Oh, I think I know what story you're going to bring up. I was going to bring this up to you yesterday. What is it? About Kylie Jenner's, like, seven-minute private flight. Oh, right. Well, it was 17, okay? Uh, uh, whatever. But what I found out is that there's a Twitter account that tracks the jets of multiple celebrities not just billionaire Elon Elon Musk it's called celebrity jets on Twitter and it tracks famous people's private jet travel revealing how long the flights were and how much jet fuel fuel was used and it is pretty eye-opening this is a thing to keep in mind listen the climate crisis is very real right if you're going to be preached to I'd prefer to be preached to by somebody who's not flying a private jet and pumping tons of carbon into the air. If yeah. you're going to preach to me about carbon footprints, you shouldn't be taking a 17-minute flight, okay? I can say that and mean it and still assert 
that climate change and global warming is a very real uh, thing that we should all be concerned about. You may have heard that Kylie Jenner took a 17-minute flight from Camarillo to Van Nuys. The trip would have taken her about 45 minutes by car. Oh, my God. Depending on traffic. I Probably it more. Could have been, it was right, be more. If it's L.A. traffic and it's not 1 in the morning, it probably would have been a little more than 45 minutes. But still, to hop a private jet... Uh, also, I know this isn't a jet, but remember Kobe's helicopter was just to help him get to the other side of town. All right. When the helicopter went down, it it's was not really- a jet though. So I was reading into this. Each one of those plane rides that like Kylie took for 17 minutes cost uh, or produced about one ton of carbon emissions, one metric ton of carbon emissions, which is the same as about a fourth of a person's or half of a person's entire carbon out- output for the whole year. Yesterday, Steven Spielberg took an 18-minute flight between two points in Ireland. It was an 84-mile trip. Yeah, but... It it, used more than 1,000 pounds of jet fuel and created two tons of carbon dioxide emissions. You're going to excuse... Well, I was going to say that in Ireland, I know that the terrain is a little bit different. They have, like, moors out there and... They have passable roads in Ireland. Yeah, that's (laughs) fine. If you're going from... From Kilkarney Dub- to go- Dublin. If you're going from Kilkarney to Dublin, you can stay on paved road <laughs> okay. the entire time. Don't get into this moors and like it's an impassable terrain, please. Also, um, I think they showed that um, Floyd Mayweather took his p- private uh, jet from Las Vegas to Henderson, Nevada. I don't know if you know where Henderson, <laughs> Nevada is. 45 minutes. It's a 45 <laughs> minute drive outside of Las Vegas. It's a seven minute plane ride. Now, I think we need to distinguish this isn't like a two seater Cessna or a Piper Cub. These are jets that use a lot of fuel yep. and produce a lot of CO2. I know there are a lot of recreational flyers. I've got some friends who do it, especially some of these ultralight craft. Right. They don't. Prop you, planes. Yeah. yeah. You know, this we're talking about something completely different. Uh, yesterday, Blake Shelton flew from Van Nuys to Fresno, burning 1,800 pounds of fuel and creating three tons of CO2. Now, that's a, like 200 miles, I would say, from, from Van Nuys to Fresno. Yeah. You're looking at a couple hundred miles. But I'm seriously trying to think, have I ever flown... 200 miles for my destination. Now, I've caught connectors, you know, going through Dallas, and then I connect and go up to Tulsa, and it's like, but that's still like 300 miles. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about point A to point B. I don't think, have you ever flown less than 200 miles on a plane that wasn't just a a connecting leg? No, it had to be a connecting leg, yeah. But, you know, in the same article, I I think I was reading an article very similar to that. Uh, They were talking about... Elon Musk, they were saying, well, what's the shortest flight he's ever taken? And they were uh, they were asking the guy that tracks his his account. And he said, uh, Austin to Houston, 30-minute flight. Uh, that's a long drive, though. I have driven from Austin to Houston. <laughs> Austin to Houston. Yeah, that's like a three-and-a-half-hour drive or four-hour drive sometimes, depending on traffic. But the guy gave Elon a pass for his carbon output. He said, look. Elon is doing this not just to to get from here to there because that's where their nail appointment is. It's because he's actually working in Austin and in California. He's trying to uh, work as efficiently as possible. So he gave him a pass. He said these other people, they're just trying to cut their commute time. Does Elon know that Zoom is a thing? 
Like if he's got a meeting? He Remember, he doesn't live. He doesn't have a house. He, he rents out and he moves from... He couch surf. Yeah, he couch surfs. Now, I don't know that Steven Spielberg has ever been a huge uh, climate activist. I, I don't know if he has or not. I don't know if Kylie Jenner has, but let me ask you. But they've donated to Should... Cele- Let's put it this way. Should celebrities who are known to crusade for the environment be taking these eco-unfriendly trips on well, private jets? I donated like a million dollars to <laughs> the World Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> what else do you want me to do? Well, that's kind of how these cap and trade things work. And they actually work. You know, we're a company. They actually work, though. Right, the cap and trade things actually work. Pay more if you want to have more like, emissions. Hey, I'm paying more in order to go... And fly my plane and pump three tons of CO2. Well, no, the they're couching it as, I really respect the planet. Let me, let's, we have to fundraise for that. And then they're doing this. I mean, the cap and trade at least. Yeah, they know what they're doing. You ready for the Urban Dictionary game? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Do I have that under, I must have that under contest. <clears throat> I do. Here we go. That's because my all gross. By the one way. of my machines over here conked out. But <laughs> Joanna, what's the biggest challenge in coming up with words to use in the Urban Dictionary game? Finding a clean one, R- or right. one that one that you can kind of get away with saying on air. I mean, clean. They're all going to be gross. They're, they're all going to be gross, but some of them you just there's no way you can describe oh, yeah, them for on the sure, radio without getting in trouble. All right, so Nico's <laughs> going to give us a word from oh, the my God. Urban Dictionary. I'm yeah. going to play. I'm so excited. Yeah, right? Get ready to write down your answer. All right. I got my pen ready. For the today's. Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. Today's Urban Dictionary Word of the Day is mm-hmm. meeking. Meeking. Can I get a spelling? Right. You can. Meeking. M-E-E-K-I-N-G. Meeking. Would you say this is going to be a word that people... That some people out there are like, oh, I know what that is, or hardly anybody knows what this is. I don't even know what this is. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. And I have the answer in front of me. <clears throat> have you heard it be used in everyday language? I have not, but... Uh, like when I, I heard my nephew say himbo? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't have nephews or anybody younger than me to, to try this out okay. on. Although, when I did look it up on Instagram, there was a bunch of hashtags about it. Oh, okay. Meeking. All right, Meeking. I've got an answer here. All right. 
Okay, yeah, I think I have an answer to you. All right, Joanna, let's go with you first. Okay, you know how meek usually means like quiet and whatnot? I do. I think that they're be- this one is being weaponized, <laughs> and it's kind of like the cold shoulder. And so they're like, ah, oh, my girl's meeking me. Oh, okay, like... Purposely giving them the cold shoulder and, like, making it known, like, but you're I'm going not with talking to you. the word meek. Yes. And so who's the meek one in this? The Like, the guy or the girl? The girl. Okay. Like, the quiet, calm yeah, storm. Yeah, meek. You're meeking. All right, here's my, mm-hmm. here's my guess at the definition okay. for meeking. When you're not somebody's sidekick... You're the sidekick of the sidekick. And this is based on Thor. Okay. So Korg is the big rock guy. (laughs) Hang on a second. Okay. This is kind of hard for me to work out. I'm still trying to sort this all out in my head. So Korg is Thor's sidekick. He is, yeah. Well, Korg has a sidekick called Meek. Meek! So when you're meeking, you're being the sidekick sidekick. So it's like if a guy went out and he had a wingman, you're the wingman's wingman. So would I be your... Or are you Thor in this situation? I'm Thor. I'm Korg. (laughs) If you started... If you had somebody hanging out with you... All the time. If you started bringing around a comic just to hang out on the show and laugh at everything you said, whether it was funny or not. You would be the Korg in that situation. You're Korging and he's Meek. Yes. And he's I, meeking. of course, am Thoring. <laughs> I, I would love to find a Meek. <laughs> is that a great definition that is or what? A good one. Right. Hey, man. Oh, man. Meek's dead, bro. All right. <laughs> Let's go out. I want to. I want to go out to the bar. Maybe we'll meet some honeys. You want to come with me? Yeah, but my cousin's in town. Do you mind if he comes? He's, yeah, he can meek along. Yeah, he can meek along. <laughs> Man, my cousin's been meeking me all day. Uh, oh my god! Let's see if anybody's right. Are they, are we? No. Oh, Nobody is right up. on this one. Although both of yours very convincing. Answers, right. uh, Joanna. The more I was getting into it, the more I was like, I, I got it this time. Yeah, you've got the meek, dude. You had such a good example. Unfortunately, no. Meeky refers to a type of hairstyle similar to woofing. I. <laughs> what is woofing? I didn't want to look that one up. <laughs> similar to woofing, where you keep your hair in a protective style for prolonged periods of time and apply castor oil daily to the strained hair to promote rapid hair growth for men usually. Meeking. And you've never heard of that. I might want to start it. Wait, wait, wait. So I, I'm not understanding. Meeking is where you put castor oil on your hair and gel it back. I do that on the weekends. Yep. You put castor oil on it? Yes, to help promote growth. Right. Uh, I'm keeping my hair in two strands these days. <laughs> Gee, it's meeking season. I need to grow my hair. Aw, oh, man. I like Buzz's better. I like mine better, too. <laughs> I'm with you. Yes, 
Bridge. Hey, it's Daniel Paulus. I'll be along starting at 3 with everything from Led Zeppelin to Soundgarden to Volbeat. Everything you'll need to make a rockin' afternoon. El Paso's best rock. 95.5 KLA. Any issue, anywhere. For more tips and info, visit epelectric.com. That's epelectric.com. Buzz Adams Morning Show, 95.5 KLAQ. Joanna has Hollywood news on the way in just a moment. Joanna, that link you sent me? Yeah. I made a note last night. You did? Yeah. Does anybody notice the guy who looks just like Clark Kent sitting behind Pottinger at the January 6th hearing? And then I looked at it and thought, nah, nobody's going to notice you it. You were like, nah, I was probably the only one. You were not, sir. <laughs> Clark Kent is trendy. So uh, Matt Pottinger was testifying, and just over his left shoulder was a guy in a suit and glasses, and he's almost he's got the hair and everything. Right? He doesn't have the curly cue. Well, he only has the curly cue when he's Superman. Yeah, that's right. Not Clark Kent. Clark Kent doesn't have the curly cue. Wow. That's part of the disguise. Joanna, good slam on me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, some of the uh, tweets about this gentleman. And guess what? They still don't know his identity. <laughs> but I'm reading. They were saying. Who is Clark Kent? People were pausing. The January 6th hearing to try and zoom in on his badge to catch his name. Yeah. I did that. I was like, you who is this too? dude? Right. He needs, whatever he's doing now, he needs to quit that and he's going to be the next Clark Kent. Okay. Do you think he really looks like Clark Kent or do you think he's just really, 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 really good looking? I think he looks, I mean, it just like- occurred to me that this is, this guy's the perfect Clark Kent. His jaw is square. Uh, here's a comment on Twitter. Someone get this man a phone booth so he can save democracy. <laughs> Hashtag January 6th hearing. There's a tweet that's like, before you all start thirst tweeting, find out who he voted for. <laughs> right. Right. Was he an assistant to, to Matthew Pottinger? Or right. what, what was his uh, How did he get there? to be front and center? Uh, Yashar Ali tweeted, the good looking man sitting behind Pottinger is not single. That's all I will say, and that's all you oh, need to know. Interesting. A lot of people speculating that he was there covering the proceedings for the Daily Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Anna Faherty, I don't know if this is a famous person or not, but um, can't help but laugh thinking about how the Clark Kent looking guy behind Pottinger is going to walk out of this hearing and find out he's become a national obsession. Yeah. God, we live in such a weird time. His identity was not known as of press time, and this is on Market Watch. Clark, <laughs> Clark Kent, Nico. I know, but what if he's just like a student or like he's just trying to do a certain job and he's like, man, I just want to do my job today. Yeah. And he Whoa. suddenly became everyone. I didn't obsession. want that. Why? Do, yeah. We live in a weird time. There's a lady sitting next to him that looks like she could be Margaret Cho's younger sister. Nobody's making any uh, <laughs> comments about her. Are you laughing because it really looks real or just because Buzz would actually no, think of that? Yeah, that's what he, that's what he thinks of. With. It doesn't really look like Margaret no, Cho. It, no. but it's just, but <laughs> I will grant you that. But this guy does look like oh this do, guy does look like he was born to play Clark Kent. He does. Look at how he's so good looking. 
Yeah, that's what I think it's all about, really. It's just he's a really good-looking guy. What if you the hairstyle? Would it make any difference if you found out he's like not not a midget, but five foot eight? Um, no, yeah. look at that beautiful face. No, yeah. that if he was five foot eight is tall and all. No, if he was shorter than you, Joanna. Beautiful face. If he was shorter than you, would you still be like, oh, he can climb me like a tree? <laughs> he won't need to because he can leap buildings in a single bound. Hey, I want to I want to play something for you. And I'm going to show you guys the video. This is uh, uh, a grandma looking lady, like an elderly lady in Florida. Have you ever gone to get gas and for whatever reason the pump doesn't work? So you just give yes. up and you're like, I'm going to drive to another station. Yeah. Yes. Well, she did that. Like the pump wasn't working for her, but she forgot to take the pump out of the car. Oh. So oh, she yeah. pulled it out and it was just dragging behind the car. Oh, my God. And the person that was working in there came out and told her she was going to have to pay for it. And she just splits, man. Hey, hey. You snatched the whole hose out. God, I hope this is clean, Buzz. Uh, it is. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, still in, it's still in the tank, and then the other end is just dragging along behind the car. No, I didn't because it wouldn't give me any gas, or if I just took it. Oh, that's what was dragging. Yes, ma'am. She just hands it to her. I mean, it wouldn't work. So I'm sorry about that. I mean, you have to take the hose out to leave. I know. Does my mom need your insurance information? Huh? Your insurance information? Come on. Come on. It was a scratch. I always wondered what happens when something like that happens. If you damage, if you damage something Uh at a store, but you know, in this case, a gas pump. I'm kind of on the grandma's side a little bit. Do you know how much this cost to replace? The thing was broken. It was not broken, ma'am. It's not broken. It's not broken. Oh, it's broken now. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's broken, broken now. now. And, okay, now check this out. Okay. Like two grand to have the people come out and fix it. She's driving a rogue. (laughs) (laughs) Just like a rogue, she's out of there. He went rogue. I got your tag, dumbass! Okay. First of all, when did Tiffany Haddish start working at a gas station in Florida? (laughs) Okay. All right. Good call. Uh, Second of all... I figure that's just something for a big cut. I don't know if it's 7-Eleven or what kind of filling station it is, but I figure that's just one of the built-in prices. Can you imagine charging this lady $2,000 no. because your gas pump wouldn't pump any gas? Well, and then, no, you should charge her for, for the damage, damage that, that they did caused. to the pump by not taking it out. And yeah. Yeah, but does $2,000 sound right? Probably for that. For well, I mean, for maybe a, that's why she needed her insurance look, information. I am sure that they have it figured out that things like this are going to happen from time to time. Somebody's going to damage they? one of their things. Yeah, sure. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, and I don't insurance. know if it's the clerk's job to call the customer dumbass. Well, it, it might not you even know, be the well, clerk's she job. Was probably driving away. <laughs> like, how would the clerk know that cost two thousand dollars? Like, that's normally like a. 
management She's thing. She's like, this is the third time this Yeah, right? <laughs> it probably happens more than you think. <laughs> don't you imagine? No. I don't know. Joanna, what do you think? Like, it's pretty hard to forget that, right? Yeah. And like she said, she got her tag, dumbass. <laughs> I'm team grandma on this one. All right, I'm team Haddish. I'm team everybody <laughs> sucks here. Let's get entertainment news going and Hollywood Notes with Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. He-Man and his friends will welcome a new addition to the follow-up to Netflix's Masters of the Universe Revelation, an animated series set in outer space that up until now has been sorely lacking anyone who's actually been in outer space. William Shatner made a surprise appearance at Thursday's Comic-Con panel celebrating 40 years of Masters of the Universe toys, films, and series at which series creator Kevin Smith confirmed that Shatner will voice a mystery character in the upcoming Masters of the Universe revolution. Shatner was all too eager to threaten to spill details about his mystery character, despite Smith being under clearly strict orders to reveal nothing. News of such fitting casting will surely ramp up already high expectations for Masters of the Universe revolution. It's been announced Mark Hamill will reprise his role as Skeletor in the next round of Battles for Eternia. Yes. So it's a cartoon. Skeletor. It's like a voice of a cartoon. Yes. William Shatner is Ram Man. Now they already got Ram Man. They got a Ram Man already. Oh, interesting. They have a man at arms. Oh. They have a She-Ra. <laughs> oh, you, did you watch you it? You really know you're He-Man. I do. I loved... Well, I, I named the one other character other than He-Man and Skeletor <laughs> that I know. <laughs> they, they, they've done several remakes. There was one in high school that they did another remake of. And then I think you guys pointed out, because I did a story of this when it first came out, that there's two different He-Man things on Netflix, right? There's the one that Kevin Smith did. Okay. And then there's another cartoon that there another is? studio did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are these cartoons or toy commercials? Let's be honest here. <laughs> I mean, it works. All is right. is Lego movie a movie or is it just a giant Lego commercial? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. See, Ana de Armas, star of No Time to Die, is weighing in on the subject of should a woman play James Bond. To which she says, "Quote: There's no need for a female Bond. There, uh, there shouldn't be any need to steal someone else's character to take over. What I would like is the female roles in the Bond films, even though Bond will continue to be a man." are brought to life in a different way, that they're given a more substantial part in recognition. That's what I think is more interesting than flipping things. Didn't people really start losing their mind, like, in the early 90s when they started making Bond more PC? Like, first, he quit beating up women. Then he quit sexually forcing himself on women. Then he gave up. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to have to stand up for my man, James. I've never seen James Bond movies. What? No, there, there, <laughs> there are James Bond movies with Sean Connery where he's with the femme fatale, and they fight. Oh, and, and then, then he, he gives starts a, kissing her. Gives a quick kiss because in the moment, the passion of fighting <laughs> can lead to strong emotions. K Toxico, K Toxico, K Toxico. Okay, can we talk about the origins of the character though? It was a male spy whose the entire point of his existence was to beat the Russians. To be hot. Be hot and make love. From Russia with love. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just saying, by the time Daniel Craig got around, it's like, this guy doesn't drink martinis? He doesn't smoke? What's going on? There was a there was a character 
named Pussy Galore. I mean, this was the... She was the inspiration for a lot of China. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, you get that reference? Yes. That's a... Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Yeah. A lot of vagina. So, you know, I would like to see, though, a really badass female spy movie, not named James Bond, but about her. Yeah. Why? You sound like me that. complaining about Lady Thor. <laughs> you, you do. You sound like I did three weeks ago. Yeah, but there's... Oh my God. But you were going, like, just full-on incel. But, see, there's, like, magic in Thor that can make it more sense. Like, this one, it's like, how are you going to... Exactly. What are you going to call her, Jimmy, uh, Gemma Bond? Gemma Bond. No, I don't like it. Jamie Bond. Sure, right? Jamie Bond. Why don't you create your own badass female spy? Right. Yeah. That's what I would say. Create a character that's a a woman. But see, the difference, too, is that there is a female Thor in the comics. The comics predate the movies. There's There's been a frog Thor in the comics, too. I want to see that movie. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's, there's a brief cameo in Loki. So if you got right. Disney Plus, you can see Frog Thor in Loki. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't have a response to that. <laughs> um, some sad news. Blues singer Shanka DeCure, who recently had a featured performance in Boz Luhrmann's musical biopic Elvis, has died. Nashville police reported that DeCure, who played influential singer Big Mama Thornton in Luhrmann's film, was found in the bedroom of the apartment she shared with her two children. DeCure was 44. She played Thornton in the movie, and she also appeared on the film's soundtrack, belting out the version of Hound Dog, that inspires Austin Butler's Elvis to begin performing the song himself. Right. So this is when Elvis is starting to be kind of well-known around Memphis, and he's going to these blues clubs, and he sees Big Mama Thornton singing Hound Dog, which was a much bluesier, slower version than Elvis did. And Wait, Hound Dog is the, ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah, but right. she did it kind of like, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Oh, I like that version, yeah. Uh, but she's only 44. She passed oh, away. 44. She was really great in the movie. Mm-hmm. In addition to her appearance in Elvis, DeCurie also appeared in a recent music video for Doji Cat and was gearing up to release her first album called The Lady Sings the Blues. Mm. So if you, if you haven't seen Elvis yet, it's before he really becomes a huge nationwide uh-huh. star. He's hanging out with like Little Richard and B.B. King and Big Mama Thornton. And she's the actress who played Big Mama Did Thornton. Did he just steal black music? Yes. Yes. Is that not the story? That's You've never rock. Heard of that? Yeah, it's called rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't know well, he was. Rock and roll wouldn't well, be a, a thing if it weren't. For I didn't black know he music. was hanging out with them and, like, like, part of the scene. I thought he was just from you afar. To, it sounds to me like you need to go see Elvis. Yeah, I do. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be helpful to know rock. Pat Benatar is oh, oh, of rock. Huh. I wanted to point this out. I thought the movie was good. Like, I, I've heard some reviews that are kind of lukewarm or generally positive that, you know, nobody's taken this as the definitive Elvis movie. But when he first got started playing on the radio, they got a bunch of complaints because people were calling into the radio station complaining because they thought they were playing a black man's record on the radio. So they would play it. There weren't rock stations. Oh. They would play it on country stations. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And people would call and complain that they were playing a black guy singing because on a you white were, radio station. And then it radio? turns out 
no, he's a he's a white kid. And everybody was like, oh, well, we like mm-hmm. it now. They were what? like, oh, well, that's cool. Well, wow. Younger people were, older people were like, oh, this is like a white. He's leading our white children astray by mimicking <laughs> yeah. the black sound. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a good movie. <laughs> All right. Pat Benatar is no longer performing Hit Me With Your Best Shot in concert out of respect for the families of mass shooting victims. Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Oh, okay. I don't know. In an interview with USA Today, she said, quote, The title is tongue-in-cheek, but you have to draw the line. I can't say those words out loud with a smile on my face. I'm not going to go on stage and soapbox. I go to my legislators, but that's my small contribution to protesting. I'm not going to sing it. Tough. She added, if you wanted to hear the song, you can listen to it at home. Yeah. Buy a best of record. Mm -hmm. Come on. If you go to Pat Benatar, you're gonna you, you want to hear, hear me. hit me with your best shot. Hit you want to hear hell is for children. You want to hear uh, maybe not at one after another. What's that other song? I don't know. She had a. We are young. Don't don't do best shot and then hell is for children. No promises, no deal. What's Wait. that song? Keep going. Love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield. Thank you. You know, battlefields have guns in them too, Pat Benatar. Yeah, right? Out of respect to soldiers everywhere, I'm not going to play. To victims. Right. Like, let's not compare love. Victims of war, I'm not going to compare love to a <laughs> battlefield anymore. Wait. Maybe she just doesn't want to have audiences at her shows. <laughs> Are they still playing pumped up kicks? Because that is directly, That's I think, about. Definitely <laughs> about a, ma- a shooting at a school. Yeah. I don't know. Find out about that. Yeah, that's a good question. I'll look that up. Well, finally, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and The Logan have landed on Disney Plus today, making them the first R-rated movies on the platform. But Ryan Reynolds believes that several classic movies should already be rated R. He tweeted four red rating cards for movies that have caused, quote, irreversible trauma, like Bambi mm. and The Lion King mm. and Old Yeller. Mm. That was just good timing. (laughs) Well, with your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. I think he said in Snow White was another one. He said, "See see and guess how he described them, and see if you can guess the movie." Old Yeller's probably just like cruelty to animals, uh, cruel, you know. Traumatizing the youth by putting by shooting old, you know, old yeller, shooting old yeller, torturing a bear at one point. I think bear <laughs> was in there. Bear abuse <laughs> yeah. was part of it. But for Snow White, mm-hmm. I read that's the one that they included in the story that I read. They said uh, breaking and entering. Okay, yeah. Polyandry. Mm-hmm. That's like polygamy, but when it's a woman with multiple husbands. <laughs> oh, and pretty sure that those. Uh, were blood diamonds <laughs> that they were digging out of the out of the mine? How many dwarves did we but not see on screen? They worked all right. right. <laughs> Those are just the seven dwarves who survived. survived. <laughs> <laughs> there were 130 to start off with. <laughs> that it? Yeah. All right. She already said. And with your entertainment news, I'm Joanna. The Buzz Adams Morning Show on KLX.
start of the weekend is just a few hours away. The official start is with the KLAQ Weekend Starter Six Pack, which we do every Friday at 5 p.m., so possibly on your drive home. Every Friday at 5, listen to six in a row, a six-pack from one of your favorite artists. And today at 5 o'clock, we got six in a row from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Maybe you'll hear your favorite Red Hot Chili Peps song on the way home today. But six in a row for the weekend starter six-pack. It's brought to you by Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Play the hottest slots and electronic table games at the place where there's always more fun in the sun. Sunland Park, Racetrack, and Casino. An Alaska Airlines flight was delayed on Monday. And it looks like the reason was the pilot and the co-pilot were arguing. And they turned around and came back to the airport (laughs) because they couldn't get along. They were the clear definition of, if you don't start behaving, I'm going to turn this this around. I'll do it, mister. (laughs) An Alaska Airlines flight from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco was about to take... I I didn't know they flew regular routes. I thought, I've seen those Alaska Airlines, and I just Uh always assumed they were going right to Nome. (laughs) (laughs) An Alaska Airlines flight... From Washington, D.C. to San Francisco was about to take off on Monday when it returned to the gate because the two pilots were fighting. Passengers say one pilot got on the intercom and explained that they were headed back due to a, quote, failure to get along. Uh, I wish uh, I could tell you. There's a failure to, uh, you know, there you go. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, this is your captain uh, speaking. No, leave it alone. I told you, don't touch it. <laughs> if you do it again, I'm going to I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is your captain from the uh, flight deck speaking, and we're going to turn around because somebody won't quit trying to touch my intercom. The other guy's trying to grab it from him. <laughs> <laughs> this is your other pilot. <laughs> <laughs> it's unclear what the argument was about, but a rep for Alaska Airlines confirmed the story and said the captain and first officer had a, quote, professional disagreement. Once they were back at the gate, one of the pilots uh, got off the plane and, t- and took off and just left, I guess, for the day. The passengers were forced to deplane <laughs> while the airline found a replacement. <clears throat> Overall, the flight the flight was delayed two and a half hours. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Alaska Airlines reportedly gave passengers a flight credit of $175 for the inconvenience. How nice. <laughs> we had creative differences. He wanted to go in a direction I wasn't willing to. <laughs> <laughs> and that was west. Right. <laughs> and I kept telling him, let's take the scenic route. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you knocked a few hours off going from east to west, but... <laughs> You get to see all the oceans if we go the other way. Yeah. Uh, Here's a list of things that were normal in the 90s but are non-existent now. Buzz Adams. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The number you would call to find out movie times. (laughs) <laughs> like the Mr. Movie, movie phone. phone. You remember that? You Welcome just remember to it from, Movie Phone. You just remember it from if Seinfeld, that right? number still existed, Buzz would have had me call it yesterday. 
you couldn't buy tickets on on movie phones. It was just movie times. Yeah, it was just the times, and then you had to show up. Which I really, if I could change one thing in the world, it wouldn't be starvation. <clears throat> it wouldn't be global warming. I would just change it so that everybody had to buy their ticket when they got to the theater. <laughs> no more of this going to a theater and it's already all sold out. <laughs> By the way, twelve fifty-five is the new time for today. Yeah. All right. Oh, are we going? I don't know, Buzz. Are we? Yes, we're going. All right, then I'll buy them for you right now, and that way both of no, you. No, he doesn't can want to shut do up. that. I, I'll tell you what, because you guys are both like you were kids in the nineties, right? Yeah. Pretty yeah. young. Tell me if you remember these things. Okay. Uh, do you know what this even means? Pressing play and record at the same time. And so you could record the shows from your VCR. Yeah, what she said. Well, if you wanted to, if you wanted to make an audio tape, you also push play and record at the same time. Oh, on a cassette. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can't recall if that was the for way it was tapes? for a VHS. If you wanted to record on a cassette deck, you had to push play and record at the same time. Yeah, but not the one in your just, car. Like they didn't have that in your car. No, you had no. to like, get your boombox. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. The yellow pages. Yeah, I think the yellow pages still come. Yeah, but it's very like this thin. Like the phone book. I remember the, the phone, thick book used to be phone books. Yeah, where where like two thirds of it was yellow pages, right? Mm-hmm. I guess those go immediately in the trash. There's probably ar- archaeologists ten thousand years from now will be able to to date our uh, civilization by the layers of phone book yellow pages. Uh, there was once just threw out. a sacred church known as Benny's Pawn Shop. <laughs> Taking your disposable camera to get developed. Oh, that was mm. the greatest. Photo Hut. Yeah. You remember Photo Hut? Yeah. And then you would get them back and you're like, man, they all suck. And did they see those really bad ones? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, did the people developing the pictures get to see the racy photos? I had heard stories like, yeah. before where somebody was developing like at a photo mat and they came across some, you know, like child porn or whatever and they went to the police and the people ended up getting arrested i don't know if those are urban legends or not but i i swear i'd heard those stories before i just don't know if they're true slap bracelets joanna hell yeah yeah why you guys have you guys have fully formed memories of the 90s uh yeah uh yeah nico pogs yeah pogs were you into Pogs? Uh, big Pog collector. My brother was a big Pog collector. Yeah. So you had a, a, a plastic disc, and then you had the Pog discs, which were wooden. And then you'd throw the plastic disc at the Pogs and try and flip them. I they, had so much, and I never knew how to do it. Right. It was always difficult. They've got a digital <laughs> version now. What is that? What? iPog. <laughs> me Googling, is iPog a thing? Yeah, he had me for two seconds <laughs> believing him. All right, how about this one? <laughs> Do you even know what these words in combination mean? Car bras. Car bras? Yeah. Or car bras. No, bras for cars. No. Look it up. Car? Like a bra? Like a brazier? Yeah, some people would put it on the front of their car. It didn't look like, I mean, it was some kind of cloth that went over the front of your car. Find a picture of it. Oh, my God. Is that what those things are called? Oh, that's a car bra? Yeah, that's called a car bra. Why would you have that? And you would buy that separately? I always thought that came with the car. It's called Le Bra. (laughs) It is called Le Bra All Weather Car Bra. Mm -hmm. So cool. 
It's ironic. Car bras went out at exactly the same time that truck nuts got popular. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Car- card catalogs to find books in the library. Yeah. Yeah. Dewey Decimal. You yeah. couldn't remember going in and not just going to a computer or whatever? I, at our middle school, we had a whole class on Dewey, De- Dewey like, Decimal. Yeah, right? How to look things up. Oh, my God. You had to learn it. Mm. Yeah, so did we. But I would have figured by the time you guys were in school, they would have said... They'd have seen the writing on the wall. It was a... Yeah, you're not going to be using this. Updated Dewey Decimal System. I don't know. Microfiche. No. We uh, never had... We never had... Well, I don't know if... Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's that machine where you put... <gasps> look up old newspapers. Yeah. <gasps> or magazine and articles. And they always use them up in, like, horror movies where they're mm-hmm. like, let's find out what happened at this house. we got to go through hours of microfiche. Also, at the end of... Uh, the Rock, I believe Sean Connery left his microfish of the Kennedy assassination to Nicolas Cage. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Having to talk to one of your friend's parents to find out if they were home or not. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. Hey, is she when you call a friend, you didn't call your friend. You called your friend's and house. Like, Whoever yeah. answered. Like the mom would answer and be like, yeah, let me get her. So how are you doing? Doing well, Mrs. Levine. Thank you so much. How are you? Oh, good. How How's, how's your, your mother? Mom? My brother. <laughs> my brother was so shy. He would have me call his friends because he didn't what? want to talk to the parents. He was just he, like not cool talking. He wasn't to cool talking to. And then they all thought that I had a real high voice, so they always say like, "Call me ma'am" and stuff. <laughs> like people, whenever I used the phone as a kid, did you have a high voice? I did. Yeah, like he, my brother couldn't order pizzas. He would be so nervous to talk Too to the Too nervous to talk so to nervous. a stranger. So then wow. I would order pizzas. Uh, let's see. Picking, <laughs> going to the airport to pick somebody up and going up to the gate to wait for them to get off the plane. Or seeing somebody off and walking and just hanging out until, the, until they got on the plane. I can't even remember going to the gate. That really only changed after 9-11. Yeah. Once I remember doing that like you would go and then uh-huh. it made your day Wait, a lot longer because let's say i was dropping my mom off at the airport back in those days well i'm not just going to drop her off i'm going to go there until she boards the plane, the plane. and then i'm going to wave to her and try and see if she can see me through the window mm-hmm. when she gets right. on the plane now i barely slow down i i just pull in she gets off on the curbside see you next year <laughs> <laughs> hurry ma there's somebody behind us all right let's take a break when we come back we've got news headlines with nico ajibian on the way president biden's got covid i've got all the details next in news these guys aren't good at much they sure do Nice to see you all again. Oh, Time to get to our news headlines and top stories of the day. Here's Nico and Jimmy. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Territories beyond eastern and southern Ukraine. Well, the Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, is announcing that the latest objectives in that country's war on Ukraine, and it's what Ukraine and her supporter have been warning all along. Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov told state-controlled RT television and the RIE Novosti news agency that Russia plans to retain control over more territory, including the Kherson and Zaporizhia regions in the southern Ukraine. Moscow's current strategy also envisions making gains beyond. Russian forces had initially been trying to capture some of the larger cities like Kiev, 
but they shifted their focus to the Donbass, the prominent eastern region of Ukraine, after failing to capture those cities early on. Russian shelling continues to pound densely populated areas in almost every part of Ukraine. President Biden is isolating and working from the White House residence after getting a positive COVID diagnosis. The first news came from Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, who said the president is feeling fine with a little dry cough and a runny nose. Biden is apparently being treated with the antiviral drug Paxovid. I've been double vaccinated, double boosted. Symptoms are mild. And uh, and I really appreciate your inquiries and your concerns. But I'm doing well. I'm getting a lot of work done. I'm going to continue to get it done. And, uh, and in the meantime, thanks for your concern. And keep the faith. It's going to be okay. Later, White House COVID response coordinator Dr. Ashish Jha reminded the press corps that Biden is fully vaccinated and double boosted and faces a greatly reduced risk of serious illness. And again, urged unvaccinated or undervaccinated Americans to get their full regimen of shots and boosters. He's going to get care uh, the way he would. I mean, I was going to say the way he would any other person. He's the president, so obviously uh, he gets uh, extra attention. But um, I, I don't think we have any uh, expectations of any other symptoms at this point. This does not prove that the vaccines don't work. If anything, it's proof that the vaccines do work. That because you got an 80-year-old man, man yeah. who has COVID and he's been vaxxed and they're not expecting it to get and he's just now, like a drag off there's there's always a chance just because there it's an unpredictable uh disease that he he could i mean they they're gonna have to monitor it closely right when trump got covid there were reports that he was just they almost put him on a ventilator it was really bad when trump mm-hmm. had it so uh even with all this i mean there is a possibility slim that uh you know things things go bad for for Joe Biden. Yep, but at but least probably he's been, not. But he's been vaxxed, and it's probably because of that that uh, the symptoms will be mild. Right. The House Committee investigating the January sixth attack on the Capitol held its eighth public hearing in prime time last night. The panel's focus: Trump's actions as the riot unfolded. They presented evidence and testimony from witnesses with firsthand knowledge that he watched the events on TV, waiting hours before trying to quell any of the violence. While much of the testimony didn't offer anything new, more confirming what was previously entered, there was some new information. Uh, which one do you want me to play? Um, do, you want, do you want to hear some of the outtakes? Well, first of all, let me let me just say... I'm not surprised by any of this. I mean, it was stuff that had been reported or insinuated or rumored, and it was just basically people who were there confirming, yeah, that's that's kind of how it went down. Mm-hmm. But the idea that Trump didn't want to send out a, a message of condolence for the Capitol Police officer who died, <gasps> he, he refused to do that, doesn't surprise me. I mean, there's nothing, I think, at this point that this guy could do where I'm like, okay, now he's really gone too far. All right. There was also testimony to the fact that Pence's security detail, fearing for the worst, made phone calls to say goodbye to their loved ones as the rioters uh, reached. There were calls to um, say goodbye to family members, so on and so forth. He was getting, for, for whatever the reason was on the ground, the VP detail thought that this was about to get very ugly. 
But also there were outtakes from addresses following the Capitol riot showing Mr. Trump struggling to condemn rioters or say anything about the election this, being over. Okay, so this is from January 7th. All the riots had gone down the day before, and Trump is putting out a message, and he's supposed to condemn the people who rioted and vandalized the Capitol, right? But he just can't bring himself to do it. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over, okay? Yeah, big shocker. Trump didn't want to say that he lost the election. He still hasn't said it as far as I know. Also, if you're wondering, uh, oh, well, that, uh, whoever was getting him to say these things was just uh, rhino speechwriters, and they were trying to force these words into his mouth. It was actually like, Ivanka. Ivanka. Ivanka right. Trump. Ivanka was a big part of it. And trying to craft that message at the end. The uh, demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defied the seat of dust. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. Okay, I'll I'll do this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. Right. The address took over an hour to record, supposedly. In the outtakes, he repeats false claims about the election not seen in the final version, saying, we had an election that was stolen from us. Right. When they were playing that, I was trying to remember, is that what they aired on television, him saying the election was stolen? They must have cut that out when they when they put it out for the public because they were showing Trump going down the entire list, which seems like what he's doing is justifying the riots at the Capitol. It was terrible what they did, but... They stole the election. It was a landslide election and everyone knows it. So they just cut that part out when they put it on television. The committee now plans to take a break from public hearings next month and pick things back up in September. Well, what this is all about is making sure that this person never gets close to a position of influence or power in the government. Rightly so. I mean, this. The, one of the things I hear them say, I hear Ke- Kellyanne Conway, for instance, saying, why don't you Democrats admit that you just want to keep Trump from being president again? Yeah, of, of course. It might happen. And I'm really worried when I hear a lot of people saying, well, there's no way he could win because that's exactly what they were saying in 2015 and 16. So you're saying, if anything, these committee hearings are proving just so how unqualified he is. Well, dangerous. For the, and dangerous. dangerous. To, I think that's the key is dangerous to the country. Do you think there's he should be anywhere near? No. A government seat of power. I, in fact, I I would be willing to, if I were in Congress or if I were part of the committee... Or if I were the attorney general, some kind of deal. You agree you're never going to run for office again. If you agree to that, we drop charges. Otherwise, we're going to bring conspiracy. We're going to, you know, bring all these other kinds of federal and (laughs) uh, state charges. Right. You know, we're just going to we're just going to load up. You can avoid this and just golf. And enjoy your model wife until she leaves you and stay out of prison. You've got, you know, but you he's can't dangerous. Run. He is a danger. He is a danger, a clear and present danger. More of a danger to American democracy than China, Putin, and ISIS combined. And I really mean that. Like wow. more of an actual wow. real danger to the future of democracy than our enemies. 
Oh. Yeah, I'll stand by that. In the sense that what? That he's able to jeopardize or break apart American solidarity, society more than any external influence? If there's another election and he he is elected, I, I think it's over. I mean, it's, it's the far, end of the American experiment. Yeah, I think we're diminished to the point where we are no longer the leader in the world. Uh, I think our democracy is compromised. I think we lose something that we never get back. And above all else, I think what this is about is making sure that uh, Donald Trump is an elected president again. You know, if he is, he's going to go right after McCarthy. He's going to go right after McConnell. They've got all these people on tape, you know, saying this stuff. He'll come back and he'll be more petty and he'll be more tyrannical than he was the first time. With more vengeance. And he'll, right. And he'll be looking to settle scores. Nothing and, about America. Nothing mm-hmm. about really no, leading or helping. No, 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 no. It's nothing about America. It's nothing about the people of America. It's about Trump. It's about him and maybe a little bit about his immediate family. But mostly 99.9%. Is about him without any concern for the country at all. Uh, so mystery solved. That's what this is about. They they want to make sure that you psychos out there who have your Trump twenty twenty four stickers are not are not allowed to put the future of our country at jeopardy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's what it is. Right, and it's a it's a good cause. If they came right out and admitted it. Hey, we don't really want Trump to go to jail. We just want to make sure that he's never able to be president again. I'm going to take the Dean from Abilene approach, and I'm just going to say, I can hear you making it. You're you're all making it up. It's all a lie. You're all rhinos. It's all the people that work for him. Whatever. It's everybody that was in the room with him. I can hear it. I know it. Here's the thing that I never get. If everybody's out to get Trump, his appointees, uh, people that came... With him from his election. People that he handpicked. Everybody is against Trump. Then why is it so hard to believe that he lost the election? It's like, well, everybody, the media hates him. The Democrats hate him. The rhinos hate him. Mitch McConnell, Fox is, you know, you hear these people. It's like, oh, everybody. It sounds like you're the only one who really likes him. But you can't believe that he didn't win the election. Right. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning. We cover all the uh, January 6th stuff. Uh, we did for the most mean, part. It's shocking, but it's shocking, but not unexpected. A lot of it was just confirming what Cassidy Hutchinson had said and some other people had said before, too. Please, for the love of Christ, enough of Trump. Y'all just keep. Bashing Trump, Trump, Trump. Who cares if he's still in the news? How long has the election been? It's been over a year, more more than a year and a half. Stop bashing Trump. It's like he's Scarface. He's all like, he should go on TV and be like, you need people like me so you can point the finger and say, there's the bad guy. Stop bashing him. I'm not supporting him. I'm not against him. I'm just tired of hearing him. I don't believe the caller. 
You know, it's it, I just he's not supporting him. That he's not supporting. <laughs> right. I just don't believe him because I don't either for some reason. For some reason I just don't find that yeah. believable. And you know, either way, whether you believe him or not, if you don't want to hear about him in the public, maybe he should stop making himself the news. Maybe he should stop. <laughs> right. I noticed the call stop is from here is the news, Trump. I noticed the call is from here in Texas. So, you know, Maybe we should still be concerned because the Republican Party of Texas put that in as one of yeah. their planks that the election was stolen. Tell so. your elected members of your state Republican committee that you're not going to make the platform the election was stolen. Then then we won't keep talking about him. But until then... I mean, this is taking your eye off the ball. That's how democracies crumble. That's how coups succeed is people just getting so beaten down and worn out that they you know ignore this kind of stuff and forget what happened should i tell you what donald trump thought of yesterday's committee hearings <laughs> was he like mad because of the bloopers i barely knew these people <laughs> i don't know what did he say uh well he says why aren't the unselects asking Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of D.C. to testify as to why they turned down my recommendation on January 3rd of 10,000 to 20,000 troops to stand guard at the Capitol building on can January 6th? Can I address this for a second? Is that really what he said? Yep. Had they followed this recommendation, there would have been no problem. I see 6th, that pop they up. must testify. I see that pop up all the time on like right-wing websites in the comments section that... Trump offered something like 10,000 National Guard troops. And yep. so I was like, I wonder what they're getting at. What are they what are they talking about? So I looked into it. It's made up. There's no record of Trump making such an offer. Also, if he did, Nancy Pelosi wouldn't have any authority to decline say, it. That's not anything she would be in a position. Does the Speaker of the House control the National Guard buzz? No, and especially not the D.C. National Guard, which are the ones they, they would have had to be called in. I'm going to refer you to the website for the District of Columbia National Guard. Uh, the D.C. National Guard is subordinate solely to the President of the United States. The authority to activate the D.C. National Guard has been delegated by the President to the Secretary of Defense, the D.C. National Guard is the only National Guard unit in all the 54 states and territories which reports only to the president. Oh. So I was thinking there would be something to it. But then when I look it up, it's like there is no record of him making such an offer. Even if he had, the Speaker of the House doesn't have any control over it, would not have been in a position of power. And the D.C. National Guard uh, is the only National Guard unit which reports only to the president. So the whole thing just crumbles. He goes on to say, the unselect committee refuses to do this because it ends their fake case. Will there be any mention or study by the unselects of how the election was rigged or stolen? There's so much evidence, but the unselects don't want to see any of it. Bro, here's from the uh, app chat. From Isaac, bro, you guys sound dumb saying Trump is more of a threat than Biden. Open your eyes, man. I didn't say Trump was more of a threat than Biden. I said he was more of a threat than China, Iran, Putin, Iran combined. 
Don't misquote me. I wasn't comparing him to Biden. I'm comparing him to our actual enemies. He's more of a danger to the future of America and democracy than than any of these foreign threats. All right. Anybody else on the phone? Mm, no. Wait, Joanna, was that an actual phone call or no? Oh, yeah. He, he couldn't wait through the commercial break. Mm. Ah, okay. Uh, well, the Republican candidate in the race for New York governor says that he's okay after being attacked during a campaign stop. Last night, Long Island Congressman Lee Zeldin was making an appearance in a community near Rochester when David Jacobonis allegedly attempted to stab him. Zeldin was able to grab Jacobonis's wrist and other people at the event stepped in to detain him. Witness Joe Cinelli saw the suspect pull something from his pocket and took action. I tackled him from behind and wrapped him up and dropped him on the right side on the stage. In a statement, Zeldin said he's as resolute as ever to do his part to make New York safe again. Governor Kathy Wachel also condemned the attack and said she was relieved to hear that Zeldin wasn't injured. Jacobonis was charged with attempted assault and released on his own recognizance. It was a, uh, I saw the thing that he had. It was one of those women self-defense things that looks like a cat and you put your fingers in it they sell them at the checkout oh, line okay. at, uh-huh. at uh, walgreens you know the things i'm talking about yeah, yeah they have a name i just don't know what they're called but they look like a cat and you put your, yeah it's supposed to be like for women to defend themselves so well donald trump is angry about last night's public hearings <laughs> on his truth social app the former president did not dispute testimony and evidence showing he didn't try to call off the riot but instead went after his frequent targets trump blasted speaker house uh, house speaker nancy pelosi cnn anchor jack taper tapper committee co-chair liz cheney and his former presidential opponent hillary clinton for some reason. In one post, Trump blamed Nancy Pelosi for her things getting out of hand, saying, it's Nancy Pelosi's fault. She turned down the troops. Perhaps she was disengaged, maybe looking for her husband. Again, the Speaker of the House does not have the authority to turn down He also troops. went after his own former Deputy Press Secretary, Sarah Matthews, who he said he didn't know, but that she's lying. <laughs> Trump also continued his false claim that the 2020 election was rigged and stolen from him and asked why the committee didn't show the tapes challenging the election. The bomb squad was called after a woman took her smoking SUV to a Jiffy Lube in downtown San Diego. That's because mechanics found two bags filled with a powder taped to the underside of the SUV. The bomb squad responded, went under, and removed two bundles wrapped in black plastic and... A small electronic device. What the hell were they? Investigators say there was no threat of an explosion, but are still investigating what the powder or electronic were device was. Were they smuggling? Like, There's no word on what the bundles were or how or who they were placed there by. Hmm. And where did this happen? In San Diego. You know, there are reports that people, you know, people smuggle drugs, but there, there have also been reports from Juarez that people will... Follow uh, uh, tags with American American plates, uh-huh. and they'll put the drugs under there without the person's knowledge. Oh, so the person doesn't know what's going on. Oh, and maybe the, have you ever heard that before? That yeah, yeah. So basically, they're using an unsuspecting American right. as a mule. They'll, they'll see an American, you know, a Texas plate or New Mexico, or in this case, California, because San Diego's only what like twenty five miles from right. Tijuana. And what they'll do is put the drugs somewhere. On the undercarriage, I guess. And then 
You know, I don't know how it exactly works if somebody out there works. Well, that's the electronic device I assume is going to like a LoJack. Oh, so you can track it and then find out where the thing is. Right. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that, right? Otherwise, why are you driving around with sacks of powder attached to the bottom of your car? A Rapid City, South Dakota man just released from jail apparently shouldn't have been released. Shortly after walking out of prison, Joseph Bonet took an axe and paid a visit to two car dealerships. He swung the axe and smashed windows, hoods, interiors, causing over $100,000 in damage to cars at multiple Sioux Falls dealerships. This almost sounds like a Scott Lehman commercial. I've gone crazy, and I'm chopping down prices. Police responded Tuesday to the dealerships where several cars had gotten damaged from the axe. He's now in jail, but the affected dealers say replacing the cars isn't an option because of supply issues. What they have to do now is hope to get the parts to fix the vehicles. I brought this up because I've heard of this condition or theory before that people who are in prison for so long get so habituated, they get so used to being in prison that the thought of being outside is even scarier. Oh, like the old man in Shawshank Redemption. You yeah, know, the old, the, the not not Morgan Freeman, but the old old man who gets out and then he's he can't he just can't hack it. Right? Does he commit suicide? Joanne in Shawshank Redemption, does the old man does he commit suicide or does he do something to get thrown back in prison? He might have committed suicide. I, think, I can't remember actually. Did he take an axe to a car dealership? Well, how that's long? what this guy did. The same day. The day he was released. That sounds like he had an axe to grind against the car dealer. <laughs> <laughs> All oh right. Investigators have again come up empty in the search for the remains of T-Masters. <laughs> it's Teamsters. <laughs> Sorry. Investigators have come up again empty in the search for the remains of Teamsters union boss. T-Masters? <laughs> <laughs> It looked like Teamsters. 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 Union boss Jimmy Hoffa, who disappeared 47 years ago. Buzz, what are Teamsters? Uh, Union uh, car auto work? I don't know. The Teamsters, I don't... Union. Yeah, they're Union. Yeah. But I I, I thought they were the guys that helped, like, drive uh, cargo and stuff in in 18-wheelers and... And also, I don't know. Anytime I hear the Teamsters referenced, it's usually in something like The Sopranos or Goodfellas, and about how they're in the that they are controlled by the mob, or at least were, like in the sixties and seventies. Teamsters are great if you are a very if you're a pro union person. Saying in pop culture, usually when you hear the Teamsters, it's because they're they're messed up in some mob. Maybe because their union boss Jimmy Hoffa disappeared (laughs) forty seven years ago. The FBI announced on Thursday that a nine-month investigation debunked the account by the son of Paul Capola, who told son Frank that he reburied Hoffa's barrel in another location after witnessing a group of men place it in the ground. The area is under the Pulaski Skyway Bridge in Jersey City, New Jersey. Two visits to the site turned up nothing. There was a rumor for, for like a couple of decades that he was buried in the end zone of the the I, I think where the Giants play football, so the Meadowlands. I don't. Know. I thought it was Fenway Park. I heard, I heard a <laughs> no, lot no, of no, different no. parks. You're right. Hmm. A journalist who's written extensively about Hoffa's disappearance says the FBI didn't dig exactly where he told them to, so the barrel could still be there. 
Hoffa disappeared from a restaurant in suburban Detroit in late July 1975. So far, officials have dug up a farm, looked at several New Jersey and Michigan sites, and even used sonar to check under the New York Giants Stadium. Ah, there you go. All leads came up empty. So I did remember that correctly. And finally, with the heat wave blanketing much of the country, the big question is, are you drinking enough water? H2O not only keeps dehydration at bay, but it's vital to your body's overall functioning. Here are the things you should know about getting plenty of awa. Drinking 64 ounces a day is a myth. Women need to drink about 93 ounces and men about 125. You may need less, more or less depending on how hot it is and how many water-rich foods you eat, like watermelon. The quickest way to wait, tell... Wait, wait, So watermelon would contribute... That would count toward the your water right. intake? Yeah, I mean, if you ate oh, okay. a lot of water-rich foods, then yeah. Okay. You Orange. might need a little bit less. Oranges, I would guess. Sure. Okay. You ate like a thousand oranges. Beer. A beer's not a fruit. Oh, okay. <laughs> My God, man. <laughs> the quickest way to tell if you've been drinking enough water is by the color of your eorine. It should be clear or pale yellow, not strong. Neon. Not neon, right. To make sure you get enough water, try these tips. Replace sugary drinks for water. Set reminders. Replace sugary drinks for water? So so drink a soda instead of a water? Replace sugary drinks with water. Oh, okay. <laughs> Set reminders, like every three hours, to just take a drink. I think my watch does that for me already. Have water with... Does it really? My watch... It, I got an Apple Watch from my mom. My birthday from your mom. Really nice gift, but did your mom know how to go to the Apple Store? No, I went with her <laughs> to Best Buy. <laughs> we went to Best Buy. Um, have water with meals. Ugh. What? It's delicious water. But you need water, Buzz. Uh, I'd rather eat a watermelon. Add some flavor. Like I'd rather eat. A, I'd rather eat four watermelons than drink a glass of water. <laughs> Add some flavor, like those little packets of sugar-free uh, lemonade. Drink water when you wake up. Make festive ice cubes, or drink it. What? <laughs> All these things. Buzz is not going to drink water. Oh, none of these will get him to drink anymore. No, but maybe you out there. You, you can listener, hydrate yourself. You listener, you. Or drink it flat or bubbly. None of this. Do you like bu- bubbly water? At least like sparkling water. No, remember that time he took Monica's from the fridge here? Oh yeah, I replaced it. I bought her a whole twelve pack. Nice. <laughs> and then did you? <laughs> I spit it out, right? Because <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was one of my diet Dr. Peppers. It went bad. Dr. Pepper went bad. <laughs> oh God! Check the syrup. <laughs> well, what the news? I'm Nico. Do you remember from earlier this week the the advice they give if you want to feel five to seven degrees cooler on a no, really no. really hot day? It was not put your boxers in the freezer, was it? No, it that was, was ditch the boxers yeah. completely. Oh, go commando <laughs> for all you they command hoes. They said it'll make you <laughs> feel five to seven degrees cooler. It's a hot one, and I'm kind of sweaty. Few clothes on, shirt, shorts, and shoes. 
Got a good car, but can't afford the gas. Got foot power, need something to cool. Then I thought of one real good way for cooling my private parts. Then I ripped off my sweaty undies, my testes. <laughs> We're now free to fall. Now I'm free. Garments look like they'd really be hot. Bras. I don't know. <laughs> Joanna, are they are bras like hot on a hot day? Oh, on a hot day, yep. Is bra sweat real? Yep. Ooh. Under boob, boob sweat. sweat. God, I'm glad that's... Well, I do have to deal with the boob sweat. <laughs> but I don't have to deal with the... I was going to say I'm glad that's something I don't have to deal with. But, like, I'm, I'm like a full B, okay? <laughs> If I don't start drinking more water, I'm going to be a full C cup before you know it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. Hey, everybody, it's Buzz. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. The corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. And KLAQ is going to be out live tomorrow afternoon, evening at Pumping Ink Tattoo, 4001 Dyer. Between 6 and 8, get some new body art. Also, free rock CDs will be given away courtesy of KLAQ. And Pumping Ink Tattoo is going to have additional giveaways from Dreadful Things. With... Was I right? I was guessing just based on the name of it, it's like it sells like uh, crow skeletons and tiny little top hats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they also sell uh, energy crystals. And- they sell a lot of local art as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sounds right up my alley. <laughs> you can also sign up to win free haircuts from Vintage Barbershop. That is tomorrow pumping ink tattoo at 4001 Dyer, corner of Dyer and Monroe. How about some neckline calls? Oh, Joanna, will you settle a bet for us? Okay. All right. I made a bet with both. We just made a bet off the air. Do you know what vabbing is? I do, yeah. God! (laughs) I told Nico there's no way that you were going to know. Why Why wouldn't I know? Because he thought it was made up or he thought it was like this dumb trend. No, yeah. It, Nico it, it, said, "If if I bring it up on the air right now, Joanna will definitely know what it refers it to." It has definitely grown in popularity. What? I thought it was a thing like a donkey punch. It's like you don't really. Well, do it. can I tell you one thing? <laughs> I did see it on Urban Dictionary first, but I went out on uh, Monday whenever we were at the meeting, uh-huh. and that's when I. And then all over TikTok, it was like, "Oh, this is a real trend now." Yeah. All right, Joanna. I think it's uh, appropriate that that you describe what vabbing is. Okay. I'm dying to see how you do this. (laughs) It is when a woman takes her natural juices. Like her saliva? 
No. <laughs> from like Tears? another region. Oh. From her lady bits. Uh-huh. Wow. Get the juices right on your fingers. And then you dab your juices where you would normally dab perfume, perfume. like behind your, your ear, ear. <laughs> just a neck, little, just a uh, splash, wrist. What is the purpose? I don't know, actually. Well, <laughs> it's supposed to, I guess, be a natural pheromone. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to attract men. A lot of people on TikTok and uh, on the internet are saying, oh, this is what I'm doing to get my man. This is what I did to get my man. Yeah, I'm going to stick to Dolce & Gabbana like blue. Thank you. <laughs> Dolce & Gabbana more like Duche & Bag- <laughs> Gabbana, right? Also, does it work the same way if you switch, if you swap genders? Would my sweat like really turn on the ladies if I if I put it behind my ear? That's a good question. <laughs> Looks like it's t- experiment time. <laughs> Uh, V-A-B-B-I-N-G. What would be vabbing for men then? Testing? Testing? Testing. 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 So it's a combination of dabbing and dabbing, but vaginal. And dabbing. Just dabbing. I think you just go with the D. (laughs) 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 What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. Mm -hmm. Hey, Joanna. I'd buy pictures of your feet. All right. What the hell is this about, Joanna? (laughs) Okay. Go on. Yeah. Put some hot Cheetos between your toes and some nacho cheese on the side in the cup. (laughs) Yeah. Flaming hot barba feet. (laughs) Joanna asked the what the buzzers (laughs) if we'd buy pics of her feet. Joanna, are you yes. offering pictures of your feet on the after, on the, what the hell's the thing what you the do? Buzz. The what the buzz. Yeah, right. if people will buy it, I'll sell them. That's gotten a lot of people into trouble, that statement alone. What? If people will buy it, I'll sell it. If people will buy pictures of my feet, I'll sell them. Emily and I are trying to come up with side hustles so we can have enough money for Halloween. You should get a feet-only account. And so we came up with feetfinder.com. Nope. And I was like, but wait, who will buy pictures of my feet? Well, oh, I got one oh, customer already. And I'm not being creepy. I'm just answering her question. Also, Thank you. I appreciate how it. about uh, Hocus Pocus witches for y'all's Halloween costume? Okie dokie. We did we that did like that three already. years ago. When Hocus Pocus really, I think it might have been. It was like the 25th anniversary, I think. But we do it's it for coming, 25th anniversary? Yeah, but it's coming back. There's a new one coming out this September. Are we up on like the 30th anniversary yet? I don't know. Do you think it was five? No, not yet. Not yet. But that's it came good. out in 93. Could I be Sarah Jessica Parker? Well, then next year is going to be the 30th anniversary. Next year will be the 30th. I know. I, I always mention like Buzz likes to do anniversaries of things. And we already did Hocus Pocus. Yeah, we did Hocus Pocus. Have you noticed how fake these January 6th hearings are? Oh, Dean. Um, They just pick and choose what they want to say. I was watching tonight, and um, they didn't play what Donald Trump actually said. He said that many of us will walk down and um, peacefully and patriotically walk to the Capitol and let our voices be heard. But you don't see that on there. All they did was play everything except that. Okay. I, oh, I, I've man. just got to answer this bag. 
Yes. On January 6th, the speech, Donald Trump somehow remembered that somebody told him, hey, mention that they do it peacefully. But that... He said it real quick. That doesn't successfully serve as a counterweight for Rudy Giuliani up there screaming about trial by combat right. and all the other stuff. That, or you, Michael Flynn. Or, you know, just because at one moment Donald Trump, a, a, a brain cell spark that said, oh, I promised Ivanka I would say something about it being peaceful. Also, he didn't say many of us will walk to the Capitol. He said, we're all going to walk to the Capitol. I'll, I'll be, be walking with you. Well, apparently he really wanted to. I didn't think he ever had any intention of doing it, but I guess he was willing to drive the he, steering wheel. He fought with the Secret Service to do it. But he said peacefully and patriotically. Yeah, but he said a lot of other stuff, Dean. And it didn't end up peaceful. So how can you say, well, he it, said it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't an equal apportionment. It wasn't like every time he said, we're going to go down there. He said peacefully. He he shoehorned that in one time on the entire stage. And then you had people saying, I mean, what do you think Rudy Giuliani meant when he said trial by combat? This January 6th crap is just a sham, a big sham. And, um, and you guys are part of the media. You guys play along with it. That's right. We nailed this again, Dean. Right. Figured it all Figured out. Figured out that we get the national talking points. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, Nancy Pelosi called me during the last right. commercial break to tell me what to say next. <laughs> I mean, God, wouldn't it be I great cannot, if somebody I cannot like, get what, Chuck Schumer to quit calling me. Right. It would be nice. It would be like, oh, less work. <laughs> right? Dude, you're a nut, dude. More dangerous than China, Iran, or Russia. No, no. I said more dangerous than China, Russia, and Iran combined. He's a tyrant. Can you um, can you expand on that? Is this smooth brain? Guy? This is smooth brain guy. You can oh, always tell. Oh yes, it oh, you is. guys are so smooth brain. I'm the only one with folds in my brain. Yeah, Trump's a tyrant because even if you work for him, you were appointed by him, you were completely loyal, like Mike Pence was. If you don't go along with everything he demands, he will terrorize you. I mean, a lot of these people it took a lot of courage to get up there because they knew the next day Trump's got a big microphone still. Right. And he's going to tear into him. He did. You could be a and first. You've got, you got enough people out there. Some of these QAnon people are dangerous. Some of these right. Oath Keepers and Proud Boys are dangerous, dangerous domestic terrorists. Yeah, that's what I mean by a tyrant. And Donald Trump doesn't mind weaponizing that one bit. How Donald Trump was a tyrant, what he did that was unconstitutional, how he violated the Constitution. Well, I mean, get a notepad. You know, the, the enrichment, having the G7 summit, at, or he wanted to have it at one of his resorts. And how about trying to overthrow the results of a legal election through intimidation and force. Yeah, that's exactly. I, I mean, I don't know if they've got anything in there in the Constitution, but I think that's implied that you're if you are the president, you're not supposed to try and just throw out the results of a of an election. Well, also a lot of people forget that he was the head of the government that he was protesting, that those people were protesting. It's the first time ever a president who was in charge of everything was like, well, the thing that I'm in charge of didn't do it right. 
So, yeah, I never get when people say, do you remember how good things were under Trump? No. No. Things were super tense. Oh, but but gas was only $2.10 a gallon. He didn't. It's all overblown. Uh, when he says it was st- the election was stolen for him, he's talking about the violations in certain states regarding voting. What? What, what yeah, violations? What? Didn't he get like 70 cracks at it? His lawyers had 70 chances. 70 judges turned him down. Some that he elected. Appoint. Appoint. I'm sorry, some that he appointed himself. Rules, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the Constitution. Uh, only the state legislatures can make changes. Wait, what? Well, he's talking about, about uh, you know, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'm following. Is he, I, I, those changes were made to the courts, not the legislature. I think what he's saying is that there were a lot of states that, because of the pandemic, had put in, you know, like drive-through voting and and some other things to make it easier. And drop boxes, drop boxes, and yeah. I guess he's saying, well, they can't, they shouldn't have been able to do that. Oh, that that should have oh. been a. So there wasn't anything secret going on, just no. the way that because of the COVID, is that. Is that how they and pivoted? Something, yeah, some, and like, oh, well, they did absentee ballots, and they did drop boxes and drive through. It's all fake. You can you can like cheat so easily. Well, mm. nobody's found evidence of any of it. Didn't didn't all the Trumps, Melania, and the adult children, and Donald all vote by absentee ballot? Yeah, but it's different. It's okay when a Republican different. does it. You sound like a nut, dude. Relax. All right. Yeah. Well, he's surface level. Yeah, thinkers. you're such a surface level. <laughs> such a smooth brain. Way to go, smooth brain Come guy. Come on, dude. At least Okie Dokie guy sticks with his catchphrase. Yeah. If you're going to be smooth brain guy, you got to hit us you with the accusation like of being right. You got to say that we're smooth brain. Or we're going to have to come up with a new other name. Like right. talks really low guy. Right. Yeah, dude. I sounds not less and less anything. sure of himself, guy. Yeah. Possibly a Russian bot guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the morning show. This uh, San Diego Comic Con must be like a mm-hmm. hundred El Paso Comic Cons combined. Oh, right? for sure. I will say the Comic Con this year had William Shatner. It doesn't get much bigger than that. Yeah, and you know, for a sci-fi convention, one, so. he's what? He's he went to this one too, the San Diego one. So we're getting some good names for our Comic Con too. Have you ever been to another city's Comic Con? Have you ever no. been to a Comic Con? No, I haven't. You've never been to one of these? Never been. I'd like to someday. I, the dream of mine. I mean, I want to say our Comic Con is is pretty good if that's the only thing you know but god this they bring out like the whole cast of movies yeah it's probably one of the biggest ones the san diego and the yeah. new york are big i went to one in denver uh, there's and one it was that I know it called. was at least 30 times <laughs> more uh, stuff than the old city is one that is really huge too is that like a wizard of oz theme no deal, or? i think it's Seattle? Seattle? Oh, yeah, they call Seattle the Emerald City. I think Emily went to San Diego Comic-Con one time. I think so, too. Because I think the former weather guy from Channel 7 got her tickets. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, he used his pull as a weather guy in San Diego. Cool. When do most of the big, like, jaw-dropping announcements come during Comic-Con? Are those usually on Thursday or Fridays, Saturdays. Ah, okay. Yeah, those are the ones you want to go to. We'll turn around and uh, look at Comic-Con coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, You might enjoy this. Okay. They're comparing an actual uh, segment on a news show in the UK to oh Don't God. Look Up. I was going to send you that. <laughs> you I think I did it? send you that. I did send you that. Don't yes, Look Up was the was the piece that was kind of about a commentary on COVID, but also a commentary on global warming, mm-hmm. except they used a, a giant asteroid that was headed toward Earth. Leonardo right. DiCaprio is in it, and... Jennifer Lawrence. So there's a scene where they go on a talk show, which Tyler Perry's hosting, except uh, he's playing a character, you know, like a morning chat show. And Jennifer Lawrence tells him, mm-hmm. we're all going to die. Right. And they're like, you know, we try and keep things happy and peppy around right. here. No, don't play it. I don't think it's clean. I thought I heard it. I thought it was. Uh, okay. All right. You be ready. Sorry, are, we, uh, are we not being clear? We're trying to tell you that the entire planet is about to be destroyed. Okay. Okay. Um, well, it's, um, you know, just something we do around here. You know, we just keep the bad news light. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so we keep the bad news light. That, that's from the Oscar-nominated Don't Look Up. Right. And, you know, they've been having a heat wave in Europe and Britain, like historic high temperatures. So they're talking to a meteorologist so when he's talking, he's saying, you know, it could get up to 40 degrees. They use it. They use Celsius. So 104, 40 degrees Celsius is 104. And they're comparing kind of the crosstalk with this British meteorologist to that scene that we just heard from Don't Look Up. See, John, you're outside enjoying yeah. the sunshine. It's not too hot, is it? No, it's it's absolutely lovely. It's, what, 20 degrees out here? It's perfect. But um, on a serious note, folks, um, by early next week, you can scrap 20 degrees. It could well be 40 degrees. I think there will be hundreds, if not thousands, of excess deaths early next week. Yeah. The charts that I can see in front of me are frightening. So we all like nice weather, but this will not be nice weather. This will be potentially lethal weather for a couple of days it'll be brief but it'll be brutal oh, so john, you know but, we can we, oh, oh, yeah. oh so this is so john i want us to be happy about the weather Every <laughs> single, i don't know whether something's happened to meteorologists to make you all a little bit fatalistic and, and <laughs> harbingers of doom because all of the broadcasts, particularly on on the bbc every time i've turned on anyone's talking about the weather they're saying that there's going to be Tons of fatalities, but haven't we always had hot weather, John? I mean, wasn't the seventy-six, the summer of seventy-six? That was as hot as this, wasn't it? Uh, no, <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, no, was no. <laughs> as hot as this, wasn't it? Uh, no, uh, and you know we are seeing more and more records, more and more frequently, and more and more severely. Uh, so yeah, some people always hop back to the summer of seventy-six, which was a freak event. 
40 odd years ago, over 40 years ago. Uh, but heat waves are becoming more extreme. This is yet another one which is coming down the tracks towards us. And, you know, I don't think we should be too. Okay. <laughs> I want to be happy about the weather. I don't we want, want to be, to be happy. Don't tell us things that'll make us sad. Yeah, just put your head in the Keep sand. It light and happy. It's happening. There's like a meteor coming to We don't want to hear about the bad when meteor. You're, when your actual information news-based show recreates a scene from Don't Look Up, you know that... The world is nigh. The end is nigh. Be right. Uh, all right. So here is uh, something that happened yesterday at Comic-Con. Surprise appearance by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh. Best known on TV as Buffy the My Vampire girl, Slayer. Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is returning to TV, but this time she's fighting. Anybody want to guess? Werewolves. Frankensteins. Oh. <gasps> no, werewolves. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Joanna, you Buffy fan from the 90s? I watched the movie, but never the show. I love the movie. The movie with Christy Swanson, yeah. I think. Huh. And wasn't Pee Wee Herman a vampire? In it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck is a bad guy in it. Oh. She just started shooting Atlanta with us on our new show, Wolfpack, and she's actually here. Ladies and gentlemen, both here so. It's amazing. He's amazing. And everything that these guys said about family and the atmosphere of a show that Jeff runs is really true. And I hope that, you know, I hope that you guys come join us. All right, so what they're talking about there is that Sarah Michelle Geller is going to be a producer and will star in a show called Wolfpack for Paramount+. Plus. Now, is it related to Teen Wolf? It is by one of the people who made the Teen Wolf series. Oh, okay. Gross. <laughs> Ugh, it's just Teen Wolf is basically the Twilight series. Is it? I've never seen it. It's about a... No, 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 no. It's not the no, Twilight it, It's series. about a teenage wolf who's uh, super hot and attractive and gets together with... It's Michael J. Fox. And they're vampires what, are you in talking about the, Are you talking about this, the series or the There's movies? a show called Teen There's Wolf, a, Buzz. Yeah, dude. Come on. I haven't seen that. <laughs> teen, you know... <laughs> teen Wolf. Is it MT, I think it's MTV. I saw Teen Wolf it and is. Teen Wolf 2. In the theaters, and neither one a of those in London. Ne- ne- no, that that's a different else. thing. No. That's, neither one of those Teen Wolf movies were thought of as great cinematic. The Michael J. Fox ones. Uh, they were known for their first transformation. That scenes that were really good. You know what I remember from that movie? Him playing basketball and like dunking as, as a wolf and Hell everything. Yeah. But him transforming into the werewolf. They never did that before. Before they would just kind of have them. Duck. Or That's something. absolutely not true. The first one they did that was American Werewolf in London, which came out six years before. Oh my Teen God! Wolf. In Teen Wolf, the show, his name is also Scott, like in the movie. Oh, do you remember who they replaced Michael J. Fox with? He didn't come back for Eric Stoltz. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be funny, but no. Because <laughs> of Back no, no, to the Future, yeah, I get it. Get it? Get it? Jason Bateman. Huh? Really? Yeah. Jason Bateman took over. Uh, so there's, uh, you know, when Buffy the Vampire Slayer is your big lead story, you're gonna, you're kind of hoping that the Friday of Comic-Con yeah, Friday has some is more really, stuff. It'll give you some stuff, but not the big things. Today's the day you're like, oh, the big stuff is coming out tomorrow. 
The show Wolfpack is about a California wildfire that awakens, quote, a terrifying supernatural creature. I'm going to assume a wolf man. Oh. Well, wolves of London. Yeah. Sarah plays an investigator looking for the teenage arsonist who set the fire. Now we got this werewolf problem, but we really got to find out who was careless with their cigarette box. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You know, there's no shows about sexy chupacabras or something. <laughs> they should break that. Yeah. Like real good I saw looking. a movie in, in theaters a few years ago that was about sexy zombies, which that really doesn't was seem Was it positive. stripper zombies? No. Zombie strippers. Zombie strippers. No. No, I'm aware of that movie, but I've never seen that one. There was one it's in classic. the theaters that okay. was like a... Sexy zombie. Sexy zombie movie and... Attack of the Sexy Zombie? Nope. Was it a film by Rob Zombie? Nope. The sexiest of zombies? No, I'm telling you, this had a real <laughs> Twilight vibe to it. It was like a human girl who falls in love with the zombie dude. And it was not all that. I mean, it was like four or five years ago. I don't think it was much more than that. Oh, was it I Zombie? That's, that a, show, that's a series. Okay. God, the San Clarita Diet. <laughs> Santa Clarita. So Santa Clarita. That's a show too. That's a, also a TV show. No, you're not. A woman falls it. in love with a zombie, and he's a hot zombie. Yeah. Oh. Okay. At least he's always in rigor mortis. Now I gotta. Feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have Fido? No, but Carrie I've seen Fi Fido's a Fido's a really weird take on the zombie genre. Have you ever seen that one? Mm -mm. Yes. It's like have you? I have, yeah. Yeah. So it's I think it's British, right? Isn't everybody Yeah. Like got a British accent on Fido. It's years after the zombie outbreak and We've learned to tame zombies, so you can set a zombie behind a lawnmower and you know do simple <laughs> tasks. Like so they're basically they can be your stuff. butler, and somehow they've worked it so that zombies are slaves for people, basically. <laughs> nice, but I wouldn't say that zombies. They kind of do that in Shaun of the Dead. They have like the end. They have uh, him in, in the shed. Games. Yeah, in the and shed. they're playing video games. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Comic Con. Happily reminding you that as depressing as your life may seem, at least you're not a grown man walking around in a homemade Iron Man costume. <laughs> Take a quick break. We'll be right back. I can't wait. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is coming up. Good job. Broadcasting in El Paso to El Paso. The Buzz Adams Morning Show on 95.5 KLAQ. Friday. <laughs> Joanna, Tequila. when we go to the movies later, do you want a drink? Do you want a day drink? Maybe. Tequila. Nico had a story earlier about how important it is to stay hydrated. Oh, my God. With water, Buzz. Water. Tequila has water in it. Tequila is mostly water, in fact. Is it? That can't be right. Oh, yeah. Any... No, don't come up with that. anything that's a liquid. <laughs> anything that's a liquid has water, man. And as well, Nico told like us, that counts. Opinion, man. Motor oil's liquid. <laughs> There's no water in there. <laughs> hey. Okay, but you know that if you drink 
um, like a diet soda, it's going to have some water. I mean, you're going to have some water, but if, depending on if it's caffeinated, it might make you pee more. Which, which could, could dehydrate, dehydrate you, more. you more. Same with beer. Beer is like a lot of water. It's like 90% water, but it will make you pee more. Oh, I see that Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart did that tortilla challenge that we did. Nice. Didn't we do it? They're just copying us. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody's just copying us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we came up with it. Right. right. Take our wonderful Cinco de Mayo celebration that we did in honor of... This great Mexican Mexican holiday holiday that they don't really (laughs) celebrate in Mexico. Did some people get offended that we did the tortilla slap? One guy that thought it was really offensive that we did tortilla slaps. Yeah. Well, you got to hold it in the back so it's all tortilla. Here, that's it. Did Kevin Hart just call it a tortilla? A tortilla. You gotta hold it in the back so it's all tortilla. Here, that's it. Like that. Yeah, like that. Don't knock me out. No, no, don't use your hand. Put your whole hand back there. Did they give Kevin Hart a ladder? (laughs) (laughs) Should I wet my tortilla? No. No. Here we go. Here we go. Dang. So I win. You get a seat. You win your hand. I would not want to be hit by the rock with anything. I want to know if they gave him a ladder. I wouldn't want to be hit by Kevin Hart. I mean, he's he's smaller, but he he looks like he works out, man. That'd probably really hurt if you slapped you with a tortilla. Probably. What was the adaptation? We were going to do like a we were going to do a different version. Oh, where we churros? You did churros. Oh, we did already. We did we did churros for May the fourth. Yeah. Did we? Dude, this was two months ago. <laughs> Honestly. I don't even remember that we did it with, with churros. Yeah, remember we got the wonderful different colored lightsaber churros. Thank you very much for whoever. But we talked churros about like we got to top ourselves every time. So we were going to get like a mouthful of tequila and you got to hold it in your cheeks while the right. other person slaps you with the tequila to see if you lose any. Except neither you or I could hold tequila in our mouth for that long. <laughs> That's right. I bet I could. I bet you couldn't. You keep saying, I bet I could. I bet I could. And then you can't. Remember when, when Kevin gave me just a sip of whiskey? Of something? Like, that Metallica whiskey, man. And then I just went to the break room and I spit up everywhere. <laughs> I drink beer. <laughs> hey, buddy. All right, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> I have something here. The most mispronounced places in the world. In the world? Yeah. Uh, okay. So they have a famous... Chihuahua. That's not on here. They have a famous movie... <laughs> famous movie festival in France every year. Can. Can. All right. Now. Correct? Is that is that right? The correct pronunciation is can or canna. Incorrect. Con? Con is incorrect. Or cons or canes. Can. It's can or can. Oh. Okay. What about the river in London? The Thames. Right. It's the Thames. It's not the Thames. <gasps> or Thames. Thames. Or, th- or Thames. 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 It's spelled, I mean, it looks like Thames, but it's Thames. What about the famous palace in France? You know, the thing about that is they don't teach that in school how to pronounce that. So when you see it in a book, you don't 
know that you're mispronouncing it until you say it and somebody points it out to you. Okay. So everybody finds out by by saying it wrong, and then somebody tells it actually. And then while the bus comes it. along and actually. actually. Ibiza, Spain is not pronounced Ibiza. Ibiza? It is Ibiza. Oh, because. It's, I guess so. It's yeah. Spain. So but it's not Ibiza either. Ibiza. Ibiza. Barcelona? That Barcelona. one's correct. Phuket, Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> is not Phuket. Oh, it no? is Phuket. <gasps> with a heavy poo. With a poo, like a heavy poo. Don't put an H in your words, guys. <laughs> we should really simplify all going forward, don't you think? <laughs> Dubai? Not Dubai. No. I would say Dubai. It's Dubai. Dubai. Dubai is the correct pronunciation. Write write them down. And then I'll, can you write them and then show them to me and I'll try and pronounce them? Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole list, like 30. Like, what? uh, what's that famous city in Mexico, Buzz, that has an X in it? Do you know how to say that one? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Oaxaca. Oh. Yeah, Oaxaca. Oh, wait, which one? So many have X's. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's also a street in Me and Buzz have a short, like, we have a... There's <laughs> <laughs> a street called Oaxaca. Next to you, right? Here? Oh, next to you? Yeah. Yeah, I'll write them down. They're probably easier that way. Yosemite? Yosemite. It's yeah, it's not Yosemite. <laughs> Nobody should be a Yosemite. Isn't, isn't that what Trump called it? Yeah. Wait, wait, they're not saying anybody wait. mispronounce other than Trump mispronounces it. Like people know it's no. how here's people the thing say that was so Yosemite disappointing. Yosemite a lot. Yosemite? Yeah. What? Yos- Yosemite? Mm-hmm. Have they never seen a Bugs Bunny cartoon? <laughs> That's the thing that's disappointing to me. I've never been to Yosemite, but I've seen a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Right. A lot of this you can get from context as well. I mean, oh, this is a French pronunciation. <laughs> Paris. Paris. I mean, I guess technically, Paris. if you want to pronounce it like a native, you see Paris. You don't say Juarez. You're supposed to say Juarez. Juarez. Do you know how that was explained to me? Pretend it's spelled W A T T I S. Watas. 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 They have a lot of. How about the uh, the place out on the outskirts of town, way out east, where people go and climb? Oh. Um, what? The you know there are rocks. Right, and people right, go right, rock right. climbing out there, and it's something. W- Waco tank- tanks. Yeah, Waco. Oh. Waco tanks. Is it Waco tanks? Yes, Waco, no, Waco thing. Waco tanks. Waco. I don't know. I'll write these down for you, though. All right. Beijing, not Beijing. No? Mm-hmm. No. What is it? Beijing. <gasps> well, are they saying you've got to pronounce this as they do in that country because... No, they're just saying that's the correct pronunciation. Whether you're in any country or not, that's how you say it. Oh, Okay. Worcester. Worcester. Yeah. It's Is it Worcester? It's Worcester or Worcester. Worcester. Yeah. I I had one a minute ago. I had a good one. Reykjavik? Reykjavik? Iceland? Have you heard of Reykjavik? Reykjavik. It's they had the uh, Winter Olympics there in 94, I want to say. Reykjavik. It's Reykjavik. Okay. Reykjavik. I mean, I guess technically every time we talk about Mexico, we should say Mexico. 
right, if you want to get it right. Is that what they're saying? I guess so, yeah, technically. Guys, we have to uh, decide once and for all, Munsters or Adams Family, because they are going to go head-to-head <gasps> on Netflix. They Ooh. went head-to-head in the 60s. Adams Family was based on some, like, New Yorker cartoons. Mm-hmm. Written by this guy whose name was Adams. Oh. And then that was adapted for television. And then the Munsters. But I don't know if the Munsters aired first on TV. I just know that the Adams Family cartoons went back. There were no Munsters cartoons, though, right? No. No, I think, and I could be wrong about this, I think the Munsters were like, hey, there's a show about a family of monsters on the other network, so let's put our own show about a family of monsters, and we'll call it The Munsters. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's kind of the way it went? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Uh, well, here's the story. Rob Zombie's Munsters movie is going to go straight to Netflix. I'm not hearing great things about it. I haven't even seen the trailer, but I, I've read reviews of the trailer that say that it doesn't look great. And Adam's fam- the Adams Family series Wednesday is also going to Netflix. It's interesting because the original Munsters and Adams Family ran against each other on network TV from 64 to 66. Were they overlapped just perfectly? Like, they both went on the air at the same time? They both went off at the Maybe. same time? That's a little fishy, right? It kind of is. Um, all right, so let's, let's talk this out for a second. Okay. Better theme song. Monsters. I was oh. playing that a minute ago. Uh-huh. You know the ed- that's a very sixties one. Okay, but da 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 dun, da 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 dun, or the monsters. Ooh. Oh man, that's hard. I go Adams Family. Yeah. Adam's it's family got lyric, but that's the kooky and the crazy crawly crawly. No wait, they're kooky and they're kooky. They're just kooky. The Adams Family. But the Monsters does have that cool 60s surf guitar sound to it. It's real cool. Uh, All right. Who had the the better wife? Lily Munster or Morticia Adams? Well, Mrs. Munster was uh, like Elvira, or she was a bride of Frankenstein, right? What was her... What was she kind of representing? She's like a vampire because her dad is. Oh, that's a right. She's a vampire. Okay. No, but didn't she have Bride of Frankenstein hair? No. Now you've got me confused. No. I didn't think that before you said it. She had long hair. She had long. That's right. But it was kind of white. White and black. Yeah, it had like a white stripe in it. Edge to Morticia for me. Mm, I don't know. She had the tighter dress. I'll give it to you. I like Lily. I like Lily. Um. What are some other? Uncle Fester versus Grandpa. I Ooh, mean, that's a good one. Fester was f- really funny, but Grandpa was great, too. Yeah. I mean, these shows, it seems like one of them must have been ripping off the other one, but they both did it in pretty unique ways for being almost a direct copy. <laughs> right? Well, what I'm reading actually is that the Munsters was pitched as early as 1943 as a movie too universal to use their universal creatures. So the the mm. cartoons that the Munster TV show was based on had been around at least since 1940, at least 1943, right? Nothing came of it 
until the 50s, though. Uh, who makes the best monster dad? Herman Munster or uh, what What the hell was Adam? Uh, Gomez. Gomez Adams. You know, that's weird. That's a last name. Nobody has the, their name Gomez. That That is the character's name. That is right? his that's name. His name. Yeah. Is he People Mexican? <laughs> For funny, I give the edge to Herman Munster. Oh, Herman I don't was know, but, funny. But, but Gomez was suave. Gomez was very suave, and he would always tango with his wife, and she'd put a rose between her teeth. True. God, this could both, re- this could be a toss. Both up. marriages are really good examples of like a healthy marriage. Like they both love each other, supportive, supportive of each they're other, not backbiting. And yeah, they. Tr- you can tell they truly love each they're other. They're monsters, but they're not toxic. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, that's the name of today's on the band. Ooh, you know what else? Did, did you- okay? Did did the Adams family have a relative who was like a normal looking person, and they treated her like the freak of the family because the monsters did <laughs> the have monsters that. Had Marilyn. The monsters had Marilyn, and that was always funny. It's like, oh, that poor girl. How will she ever find a date? And she's she's, she's normal. You know what else debuted the same week as Adam's Family and Munsters? What's that? Bewitched. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. And then people wonder where my obsession with stuff like that happened. And my favorite Martian debuted a year before. And then I Dream of Jeannie a year later. So the, it's kind of oh, not surprising. Naked night lineup. But they're all about kind of like magic. And have you ever heard of a show called My Mother the Car? What? Yeah. Is it about a car who gave birth? No. It's about a guy's mother who dies and then possesses his Chrysler. Oh God! Like the original Christine. I think Stephen King might have ripped off the plot. <laughs> Christine. What a terror! This was oh, this man. was a black and white show that was on. It had to have been early 60s, maybe even back all the way to the 50s. But imagine taking they, your- they, it. You don't see it in uh, reruns all the time, but you used to occasionally see it in reruns back in the 80s. Oh, my God. Imagine taking your date to make out point. <laughs> A man finds his mother reincarnated as the family car. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, don't do that, Junior. Stop it, Mom. Stop it. Vroom, Don't drive vroom. that fast. Vroom, vroom. I'm trying to think of, of stop uh, it, mom. Yeah, it was pretty. Much, I guess back in those days, it was like come up with a crazy. The wackier, the better. Well, Just see make this. It wacky. This NASA employee found some type of bottle and a really cute girl inside of it, and it's like a genie who's been trapped inside the bottle. But get this, she's hot, and we show we almost show her boobs. What? And it's 1967. Really. Oh well, I mean, she was. Oh, was yeah. Like a bra. I mean, there was yeah. a lot of cleavage, yeah. and you know, it was very sexy. I thought <laughs> for back okay. in the day. <laughs> uh, we got to remember, he was like ten when he saw "I Dream of Genie." So, and Barbara Eden in that jeans. <laughs> Dude, I always wanted like her, the inside of her bottle. I always wanted that my room to look like that. Like so a, cool. Like a sultan's harem, yeah. almost. <laughs> I always wanted to have my room in a bottle. All right, how about this one? Back to the Munsters versus Adams family. In the category of son, Eddie Munster or Pugsley Adams? Oh, that's a good point. Eddie Munster was kind of smart, mischievous. Pugsley wasn't known as the brains. I think Eddie was like a werewolf kind of, right? Yeah. What's going on there? He's a Frankenstein who's married to a vampire, and they get a werewolf out of that. Exactly, right? Right. 
right. That's weird. Uh, that's a big plot hole. <laughs> Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> At least the Adams family, they were all the same species. That's a good right. point. Well, except thing. Was that the hand? Yeah. I guess it's a human hand, yeah. Did they have a did they have a cousin it? equivalent? What was cousin is cousin it human? It. Now which one was that? The, the one that's just hair. No, no, but was that Adam's family? That's Adam's, Adam's family. family. And thing was also Adam's family? Yes. Yeah. What did they have on the monsters? Spike. Was that the dragon under yeah. the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> Who had lurch? Adam's, Adam's family. family. I'm giving it to Adam's family based on lurch. Oh, lurch only? <laughs> You ray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uncle Fester and the light bulbs. Oh, yeah. Uncle Fester could put a light bulb in his mouth. And that is Adam's family. Adam's family. family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam's family had a bunch. Yeah. How about Car 54, Where Are You? Do you remember that one? It had Fred Munster, uh, Fred Gwynn, who played Herman Munster, and Al Lewis, who played Grandpa. And it was a show that was on before. I want to say before the Munsters, there was a show called Car 54, Where Are You? That was about two New York cops. What's with all the cars that <laughs> Yeah, cars were still relatively new in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this kind of looks funny. It looks like a buddy cop TV show. Yeah, yeah, but you can see that it's Herman Munster and Grandpa oh, yeah, are yeah, the yeah. two cops. Oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of miss Fred Gwynn. What else was he in? My cousin Vinny. He was the judge. Oh yeah. Are you the two you? Are you saying youths? I'm the sorry, you- Your Honor. The two youths. <laughs> <laughs> he was the. I like when he's like, "How many fingers am I holding?" And the judge is not like, "Please let the record show he's holding two fingers." <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> He, Fred Gwynn was uh, the old man in the original oh, Pet Cemetery. Uh-huh. You used to do a real good impression. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes they come back. Oh, <laughs> uh, Didn't Brandon do a really good one, too? Yeah, Brandon yeah. <laughs> do a good one as well. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Entertainment news on the way and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show as we're all getting ready for the weekend. Coming up right after this. Hi, it's Veronica Gonzalez. And after the Buzz Adams Morning Show is over, I'll have a